welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. Tonight, we're joined by Brian Cusco from Triple B TV. Um, we met Brian out at Tinley Park. Um, and he mm-hmm. did an interview with us on his uh, YouTube channel, uh, Triple B TV. And um, it turned out that the same time that he asked me about that, I was going to contact him about coming on the show. Um, yeah. I, I subscribed I subscribed to his uh, YouTube channel. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I, I've been watching it for, for a while. And um, he's just, um, you know, like, how can I say this? Um, a lot of negativity in the, in the, in the reptile world sometimes. And, uh, Brian is super positive guy. Uh, just a super yeah. cool vibe. Maybe because he's a musician at heart. Maybe that's why, uh, you know, we're kindred spirits. I don't know, but, uh, there's something about him. I just think he's an awesome guy. So tonight we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. Uh, I thought it would be interesting to talk about running a YouTube, um, show uh on reptiles um you don't see a ton of people doing it but uh the people that do do it do do a good job at it and uh i'm sure it takes a lot of work just like the uh the podcast does but um it's just a different uh platform uh for you know uh i guess for people to know who you are right and it's a completely different monster we're like right now i am in a hoodie and sweatpants like i don't give a crap (laughs) what i look like (laughs) <laughs> Fair None enough. None of you so can you, see me. So, so, you know. <laughs> so what you're saying is the ugly guys should stick to podcasts. Yes. And we the, have and the good looking guys. Radio. Yeah, come stick on. To, uh, YouTube. He has, All a, right, he has a ponytail. <laughs> He's a little bit more muscle bound. You know, nobody wants to see us on YouTube. Uh, come on. So. Yeah, well, when I was. Uh, I, I, so. I'm gonna when we when we get him on, we're gonna have to yeah. uh, talk to him. But it seems like he has two different things going on. He has like his own personal vlog, which does have some snake stuff in it, and then he has uh-huh. Triple B TV. I'm not sure like um, how he separates it out. But if you remember, for all the Morelia freaks out there, remember that really cool video of Southern uh, South Southwest Carpet Fest. Remember that one yeah, with the drone yeah, the and everything? With the drone, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's Brian. So Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh we'll talk to him about uh his first carpet fest. Um Well we'll have to bring him we we'll have to have him come out to the OG. I mean the original because you know that's right. again, we, we keep we keep stealing from the carpet fests, like their best thing. So now I want a drone thing at ours. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, we gotta get a drone, man. We need that. I know I will we need a professional effect. to pilot it because all I keep seeing is it like hitting your house and ending up in the pool. So, you know, <laughs> let's try to get somebody better. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, also, uh, another thing on the agenda tonight is uh, the trip to Indo. Now, remember we had Forrest Fanning on the show um, yes. a few weeks ago. And when Forrest was on, he was talking about that trip to Indo. Well, Brian went with those guys. Uh-huh. But Lucky. one thing that Brian did – yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, he went to uh, look for retics in uh, in this cave, and it was it's pretty wild. Oh, so he, went to, he went to the retic cave. 
Yes. Oh, dude. Yes. Dude. Isn't that where it was at Brady Barr that got like <laughs> mauled by? Yeah. He cried like a baby. Yeah. My favorite one. clips ever. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> that is awesome. And that is yeah. one of the places I want to visit before I die. So, you know, if I die as a result of the cave, it, it kind of seems par as well. So, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, so also um, in the, you know, in the video and I'm going to share all the links and stuff and everything. Uh, Cause I got them yeah. ready to go, but uh, it's really cool because he goes to like this village and he, he meets up with uh, you know, the, the elders and they, they go up and they sort of um, uh, they do some kind of uh, ceremony to bless the cave and his entrance into the cave. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really pretty badass. So um, we'll hear all about it and what he's got going on. Um, and well, <laughs> here's something funny. <laughs> I can't Go wait ahead. to hear the, clo- I can't wait to hear his answers to the closing questions because uh-huh. for somebody that's already been to Indonesia, and went where and do you go? Where do wild, you go? Where well, else is yeah. left? <laughs> what do you top it? You can be like, <laughs> you know? you can be like Antarctica to poke a penguin, or you be like, that's a new one. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So super, super awesome guy. Uh, I'm, I'm sure tonight will be a lot of fun. And I, you know, I'm trying to break this stereotype. I know we're called Morelia Python Radio. Because Reptile that. Radio was taken, guys. That's <laughs> like pretty much the only reason. So, well, let's be honest. And we we're carpet love, breeders. We, we, yeah, we do love that. Morelia. That, that's that's true. But we're not just focused on Morelia. Because I would imagine that there's going to be some uh, crossover people. And that's kind of why another reason why I wanted to have Brian on is because, um, you know, one of the things that uh, I've made a post a couple – the week we got back from Tinley. And, you know, uh-huh. one of the things that uh, is – I'm on this – uh, let's say adventure uh, of, uh, of oh my living God. my <laughs> living my dream of having all the species of pythons and working with them and, and trying to breed them and all that kind of stuff. And um, the one thing that, that is really cool when you do that, and you're not just stuck mm. in your, your species that you work with, which uh, there's nothing wrong with that, um, but you get to meet different people. You know, like yeah. you get to meet new people and, um, you know, just you're, you're exposed to a whole new group of, uh, of awesome people. And, you know, that's one of the things that, uh, is pretty cool about branching out into, uh, other, other species, but yeah, you branched out pretty hardcore today or dude, yesterday. You today, bastard. I got a pair of ring pythons. Oh, dude, these are so I mean, freaking I, cool, I man. I miss mine. Yeah, like Holy I didn't, shit. I didn't realize how badly I missed mine until I saw yours. I hate you. That is awesome. Yeah, I, uh, you know, here's how it happened. Um, just yeah. on a whim, I uh, was cruising around Facebook. I uh, went to the Ring Python group, and uh, there was a guy, and his name was Brad Chambers, and he he hatched out a clutch. I thought for sure that he was going to be in Europe or whatever. I click on it. Yeah. He's in the U.S. and I'm like what are the chances that he has a pair? So I contacted him. Boom. Done. I said, <laughs> tell me your PayPal. Um, Jesus. So I'm pretty excited about that. They're, they're so yeah. small. Oh, they're oh, tiny. Shit. Oh yeah. yeah. They're really small. Smaller it's than like I when, It's like the first time you see a hatchling condor. You're like, they're, they're this tiny. 
<laughs> it kind of blows you away. Yeah. yeah you don't expect them to be that tiny. It's kind of like, I kind of have the feeling, uh, you know, with the African rocks and the, the mm-hmm. ring pythons and the, the Sabus and the water pythons and the pumpkin heads, mm-hmm. Sumatrans mm-hmm. and all this stuff that I've been uh-huh. added. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> feel like that, that, that vibe, that, that awesome feeling when I first got into snakes and, and like, can't believe that you actually have probably like what you feel with rough skin though. And I would yeah. imagine it's the same thing. <laughs> oh, they you know? get, you get bored of them after a while. You're like, ah, oh, bumpy Condro. I mean, I like, know that's <laughs> <laughs> quiet. You no, <laughs> no, quiet. You tiny rough thingy. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things that when you're, when you're this, uh, kind of like, you know, excited about your animals, it is like exactly getting back into it. And, you know, these are probably feelings that, you know, I haven't had since getting the carpet python morphs that I've been dreaming about in high school, or I'm sorry, in college. So it's like getting different species like this is like, oh, my God, I can't believe this thing is here. That's always the best part about having uh, or getting into the reptile hobby. And then the next phase of that is, oh, my God, I can't believe I perked these. So. You know, you're well on your way to that stuff, but like that's the next step, and that's what even is better. So obviously, you kind of keep you're having this whole rolling thing of having these brand new species, this brand new species that it's because you know when was the last time you really got ecstatic about uh, Morelia coming in? Whew. Uh... I mean, because because I mean, here's the thing: is that a lot of them have been when you when you when it's the core species that you work with. It's yeah. You almost have this thing of like, I need this guy. So you get him, and you're like, ah, oh, he's really awesome. He's cool. He's gonna plug in great with the projects. I'm excited to have him. There you go, right. another carpet onto the in, into the herd. You go with the rest of the yeah. carpet pythons. It's exactly. when you get that fringe species that you're like, holy crap, this is something completely different, new, exciting. It, it kind of is all that stuff. So um, that's what you're feeling right now. You're riding this big ass wave of new shit (laughs) so (laughs) yeah yeah. and you know it's crazy like so today i was cleaning the afrox and um you know they're they're disgusting uh, your afrox no it's not no no they're not disgusting it's like they handle way different than a berm um Uh, at first it kind of like they're fast like i i don't know why I, i didn't I just don't remember them being that fast. So like <laughs> they, they, they weren't good at hooking. You know what I mean? Like, you know, okay. you reach in and you kind of hook them and they're like, you know how like your snake is off the hook before you can even pick them up. Oh, yeah. They don't sit, they don't sit a hook. Well, yeah. So, so, I'm like, so you, used they, you go to, to hook them. They just, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I'm yeah. so used to Moralia where they just kind of wrap their tail around the hook. So they ain't coming off the hook. You can't get them off the hook. You're trying to pull the hook, then it come out the top of the lid of the bucket that you're trying to put them in while you're changing. Oh man, it's a pain in the ass. But uh, way different, way way different. But uh, yeah, cool stuff. Um, what's going on with you before we get uh, Brian on here? Uh, I went down to the Manassas show in Virginia this past weekend uh, mm-hmm. with my friend Andrew and Howard there, and uh, Jeff Ryder was there, so we got to talk with those guys. And then cool. uh, Andrew is standing around. He's walking around, um, and he's like, it's my birthday, goddammit. He comes back 
with a baby monkey tailed skink. And oh, he, cool. And, and like, and of course he's like, it doesn't want to go in the cup. So he just puts it on my shoulder. I'm like, all right, this thing is awesome. So this is an animal that apparently he had these things back when they were like, you know, $50 for a gravid female kind of a deal. So he had a bunch mm-hmm. of things and he sold them all because he had to go to school and all this other crap. And then of course, all the different rules passed to them and they became like 12, 1300 a piece and unable to find and all those other stuff. So now, they're finally coming back into either the prices dropped or there's some legal importation of these guys. So he's able to get them. They're down around the, you know, uh, under a thousand dollars. So he's able to get them. So like having him get that thing. And he was, this is, this is a guy that's like, you know, big monitors, huge things that can like eat like a ton of food and also like, you know, like eat, what what we would buy in a month for our carpets, they can pack down in a day, you know. And then he's like all excited about this little baby skink that like <laughs> eats nothing but berries and vegetables. So it's like, so apparently <laughs> it's not just us, okay? So um, mm. there's definitely that thing. So that was cool. kind of awesome. And then uh, other than that, dude, I've just been cleaning and scrubbing and gearing up for winter, which is very. So. Yeah, start. Yesterday was uh, starting first. to feel it. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah. like forty degrees this morning when I yeah. woke up. Yeah, so that's good, man. Bring it, bring it. Yeah, yeah. And I got uh, I got the Hamburg Reptile Show this weekend. I did not get a table, so I'm not vending, but I am going. So I'm okay. going to wander around, and then you and I talked before the show that I got this thing, and it's finally happening, and I don't want to admit, but other buddy may actually have something that intrigues me, and I may want to buy off of him, and those mm. are eyelash, eyelash bites. Rob Stone, I know you're yeah, out wait, there. Rob, yeah, Rob, you're, now you're, is when you start typing the message to tell me what I want is stupid and will kill me. So, you know, Eric tried to convince me before the show that it was dumb, but he, uh, he didn't have all the all, all the wonderful fringe facts that you have to kind of crush my dreams. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> so yeah, for somebody Rob, to stop me, but yeah, Rob, Rob is flying on a, on a, on a, he's going on a trip. So when he's listening to okay. this, he's going to be on a plane. Rob, as soon as you <laughs> land, as soon as you just, land, just, your just instructions yeah. <laughs> are to contact Owen and tell him, and no, stop him. <laughs> stop him. Because if you they want look Borrelia so cool. Python radio to continue, tell him you no. Can't kill Owen. Yeah, can't. But <laughs> but they look so cool, and I'm like, hey, you know, I've dealt with venomous before in the zoo, and these are venomous that stay on sticks. So I just move the stick into another holding bin, and then clean the cage, and then put the stick back, and the viper will just be there, and they'll be cute, they'll be tiny, they'll be in the thing. Oh my god, I have that they could go into. It's like, oh no. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things that need to like stop me right now or someone needs to just come and take the arboreal rack away because then i'm like oh can't get them no place for them to go so I, yeah i think you should just give that to me so that uh that doesn't <laughs> <laughs> just drop it off here so just drop you don't it have off. To deal with this yeah <laughs> uh, then you won't have to worry I'll find about something it. to go in it yeah exactly how much can it be worth <laughs> well, actually, what's it what is it 200 bucks i mean yeah what's the price it's on your life? rack you have chondros yeah. You know what's yeah? What's the price on your life, man? Yeah. I mean, I, so. But so cool. 
And I said eyelashes. It's not like I'm going like forest cobra. But, you know, I imagine Woo! it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Anyway. You're going to be talking to the Viper Keeper real soon, man. <laughs> oh, God. I'll be that guy. Anyway. Uh, so. Uh, uh, all right. Um, so. I guess let's get Brian on here. You know that thing I wanted to talk about. We're gonna uh, we'll talk about it with Brian and and we'll get his well, take and we'll, we'll chat about it. You know the whole yeah. thing with the uh, Facebook oh, and yeah. uh, no live animals and all that stuff. So um, I don't know. Let's get it going. Let's bring Brian on. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's click him on. Brian, welcome to Morelia Python Radio. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I got you guys on speakerphone right now. Is that okay? Is that gonna work? I had my wife's headset thing plugged in. I've never used it before, and it was bugging the crap out of me, so I unplugged it, trying to listen to you guys. Everything is <laughs> cutting out. I was like, this is not going to work at all. <laughs> well, nice. so good. far it's working, and we'll let you know if there's, like, feedback or anything crazy, but I don't think there's going to be as so long as you're not listening to us on something else. So, yeah, we'll be good, I think. All right. Awesome. Yeah, that thing about being on radio versus uh, YouTube. You'd think I wouldn't be nervous having done all kinds of YouTube videos, and I've, I've played yeah. live music on the radio before and done all that kind of thing, and somehow still, I know when I'm a little bit nervous because I, I empty my bowels. I was literally <laughs> listening to you guys. <laughs> right, when, right when Eric said my name and you guys were talking about it, I, I was actually wiping my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Well, now we know. Uh, sorry, good, well, good knowing, yeah. Again, so, so it's radio. Ask, so no one say, knows. It's radio. No one knows. I'm actually yeah, sitting in my snake can... room right now <laughs> in, my, in my boxers. <laughs> See? Even better. Paint that picture for the people. Yeah, that's totally you fine. You can't do that on YouTube, man. Well, I guess you no, could. No, people well, would automatically <laughs> know. <laughs> well, they don't need to paint a picture. They just... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, funny enough, one of my very first videos, there's actually a shot of me on the can, and that might be why <laughs> I get so many dislikes. I don't know. <laughs> well, who knows? But <laughs> anyway, Ryan, um, you know how all these things start because you've done like massive amounts of YouTube things. So the first question you should like already know is how did you get started in reptiles? Yeah, that's literally the question I already know I'm going to ask every single person. Sometimes I feel weird about it. Like, should I ask this again? Like, I ask this every single time. The first first question is always that. And it's like, can I ask something of different? Course. Like, no. How am I supposed to ask something different? We're talking about reptiles. How are we? How did you come to that? We have so to it ask makes sense. it. Yeah, you have to ask it. Um, I was four years old when I had my first snake. Um, and I'll get a step before that it was I was really into dinosaurs. Everything was like birthday. And I feel like that's the answer for, you know, 75% of the guys out there. Like, I love dinosaurs. It's true. I think it's just people love dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And that usually leads right into it. So I had dinosaur birthday cakes. I was a dinosaur for Halloween. It was dinosaur everything. Dinosaur bed sheets, just like everything. And then one day in my backyard, this California king snake was crawling through the grass. And I knew it was a California king snake, but I didn't know how to tell my dad exactly. I just ran out. I was like, dad, dad, there's a snake in the backyard. And he came out and confirmed it was a California king snake. And we picked it up and checked it out. And uh, it turned out it was a neighbor's pet. And our next door neighbor, we're in this apartment complex thing where we had like sharing backyards almost. And uh, it was our next door neighbor. And he was a biker guy named Snake. That was his handle. And inside of his living room <laughs> is basically what, what I'm looking at right now. Really? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, and, uh, like how I, cliche I like, is that? The biker guy's name's Snake, and he's got a Cal King. It's like, come on. All right. I don't know. That's the story. Hey, my parents. My parents are actually probably listening right now. They can confirm this story. That's probably the only reason I know it is because they told it to me. Um, and my dad was. They were luckily cool enough. They're like, oh, okay, he's really into this. These snakes. I guess. Obviously, it was kind of more of them keeping it than me at four years old, but. Uh, that was the intro. And then I basically had snakes up until I moved to Hawaii when I was in my mid twenties for music and stuff. And that was right around the time my oldest snake was a rosy rat snake um, had passed. And that was, I was like 23, 24, I guess. And I was pursuing music and went out there. And as everybody told me, and many people will tell you, there are no snakes in Hawaii. You're not allowed to have snakes in Hawaii. Um, there is a snake in Hawaii, the Hawaiian blind snake, which many people probably know, but most of the people on the island will tell you there are zero snakes on the island. Um, wow. But I found one. I found one I was there, and I was like, you were all lying to me. <laughs> I've lying. been lied to this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, all right. That's how I got in. Then I, then I moved back a few years ago right after we had our firstborn child so that he could be close to his grandparents like I was close to my grandparents and still am. Um mm-hmm. And at that time, you know, when we started making the plans to move back, I was telling my wife, I was like, oh, you know, I, I got I to gotta get a pet snake when we move back. <laughs> and, and she's like, I, I have nightmares about snakes and worms since I was a kid. And I was like, well, can we work around that a little bit? This is a lady who now uh, cleans reticulated pythons when I'm out of town. So it's pretty <laughs> awesome on her part. Yeah, um, I mean the fact that you got that to swap over—that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet. And that's when I found this whole community. When I was a kid keeping snakes, I didn't know there were other people that I didn't know there was a whole community of people that were in on it. You know, I just mm-hmm. thought I was the one weird kid in town that had a snake. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like a broken record telling that story because I feel like I tell that every single one of you guys. <laughs> but that's that's what it was, and I was like, I was completely mind blown. The first show I went to was uh, in Pomona in 2015, and I walked in the building, looked around, took a couple breaths, and had to walk back out and catch my breath because I was just like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> so many people, so many people are into this, and it just and it's been amazing, man. I'm, I'm okay. Sorry, I answered your first question, right? <laughs> no, no, you're good. No, dude, dude, dude. We want you to rant. That's the whole point. Nobody wants to listen to us. So, yeah, I mean, why? <laughs> That's awesome. I got a lot of steam. I got to let it off my chest right now. All right, please. Yeah. Um, no, I remember I was, when I first found the uh, the podcast and stuff, and I was like, two and a half or two hours. I was like, damn, how, how – I try to make my YouTube videos under 10 minutes. I was like, how are we going to do two hours? And now that we've started, I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, I'm like, how are we going to do two hours? I, there's not yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's usually – people don't understand. There's usually about 10 or 15 questions we never have time to get to. So, yeah, it's going to be fine. But anyway, awesome. so you went to Pomona. I imagine – did you come home empty-handed from Pomona, or was that like an impossibility? It, no, I had actually um, – I had set up I, – I came home with what I had planned to get before I left the okay. house, um, which was <laughs> okay. a – <laughs> which was it was set up beforehand with a uh, Colette Sutherland. Um, it was a clown pied female ball python, and uh, that was that was the plan. That's why I went there. She, you know, I found out about the show when I moved back from Hawaii. I did all kinds of research before I got a snake. 
which is what you mm-hmm. like people to do. Even though I had kept snakes, you know, through my whole childhood, I was still like on the mm-hmm. internet. And that's when I found out, I was like, well, there's people everywhere with snakes. And was, I found her um, and that snake. And that wasn't my first snake. My very first snake when I moved back from Hawaii was actually from the East Bay Vivarium in Berkeley, California, which is where I got my first snake when I was four years old, too. Um, huh. I think the place is probably the oldest reptile pet store in the country, possibly. Um, wow. And it's a really cool place. I mean, you go there and it's just like a zoo. And it's, I mean, it's, it's an amazing place to visit, especially if, as a kid. It's just like mind blowing. I'd, I'd go in there and look at all the retics and berms and be like, man, I'll, I'll never, ever have a snake like that. I even said that three years ago, looking in there. I was like, no, I'll never have a snake like that. I'll get this ball python and everything will be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now I've got a, now I've got a 13 foot retic staring me in the face right now. She's beautiful though. <laughs> nice. Cool. So, um, go ahead. What 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 brought about? Because I mean, you, you just got back into it and all this other stuff really recently. So, what brought you to want to go to the extra kind of mile to bring like Triple B TV? Like, what brought that about? Um, Triple B TV was from well, I was watching lots of videos on you. I was watching every snake video I possibly could on YouTube before I was got that first ball python. And to go back a little bit again, I. I always had wanted a ball python when I was a kid. I had a buddy's brother who had a ball python mm-hmm. you know, that I saw in my 20s. And I was like, wow, this thing is so smooth. And I was like, man, that's, I'd love to get one of these someday. And it was just like a, a dream kind of. Um, but sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what brought that Triple B? How, how did that Triple B TV start? I mean, you know, that's... <laughs> That's pretty much where we're well, going with that one. But if you want to rant about a ball python anymore, it's fine. I'm just, let me know when you're yeah, done. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. The funny thing to me is ball pythons. I heard somebody, some people say at one point, like, I hate ball pythons. I was like, ouch, that's kind of harsh. Why? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and they're snake keepers. They're snake keepers. And I was like, you like snakes, but you hate ball pythons? That that sucks, kind of. But uh I, I do, as I get into it more, I can understand where they're coming from a little bit, you know, but still, I'm just like, hate, hate. That's a, that's a <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brian, Brian Gundy was one of the channels I came across. Um, and he goes on his YouTube thing, Brian Gundy with uh, for goodness snakes. Um, he's out mm-hmm. of San Jose, California. And I was watching his thing and he puts, he goes up on the end of the video. He's like, Oh, but you guys want to talk snakes, blah, blah, blah. Here's my phone number. I was like, well, he just put his phone up right there. I guess I'll call. <laughs> it seemed like an invitation if I ever heard one. <laughs> so I called him up, and he was cool as hell, and, uh, and invited me over to his place to, to hang out and check things out. And I went over there, and we were talking about this and that. He's like talking about what I was hoping to do with snakes and everything. He's like, well, you know, you'd be doing yourself a service if you just started a little YouTube channel um, like I'm doing. And I said, okay. And, and I like the guy. I love that man. That man is like... I love that guy, and I, I hope he's listening. I, I'll call him later if he's not listening and tell him again how much I love him. <laughs> but uh, but he, he was such an inspiration to me, and, and he said uh, when he was younger, getting into it and stuff, he would ask people questions who were you know more advanced than him at the time about how to do this or how to do that, and he would, he would sometimes get this feedback like, oh, no, I, I don't tell people like how I do how I do things. Like he, Maybe if you buy something or something, we can maybe talk about that. And, he, yeah. and at, that, at that moment, he said, I never – ever want to be like that and that's why he puts his phone number out so people can reach out and talk to him about whatever any questions they have and that something with that clicked with me too i was like oh yeah i don't want to be that guy either so i 
I, I do. I talk to everybody that wants to talk. And with this community, it seems to be really easy uh, to do because everybody I've met has been so amazing, just like as people, solid people. Uh, I just go around and I got places to stay all over the world now just because of this reptile community. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's some assholes out there, but I think some of the assholes are even awesome. Like, I just haven't got a chance to find out what's really awesome. But I hear, like, oh, this guy's a real asshole. I'm like, well, let me meet him. I'll find out what's really awesome about him. Because there's some awesome things about every single person out there, I think. Um, and in this community, it's just really strong for some reason. Now, you guys were at the Tinley Show. You saw what happened with uh, everybody coming together for, for Joe Hupp like that. And that, mm-hmm. that, to me, was just, like, another confirmation of, wow, how amazing is this group of people to come together like that for, for one of their own people. And uh, it's, it's been my, it brings me to tears, you know, just thinking about it, just because I've I met all kinds of people in my life. I've walked, traveled around, played music, and you meet all kinds of awesome people doing that. But I've never met a group of people, a community that's as tight and strong as this reptile community is. And it's really an honor to be a part of it. I was, I was mind blown when, I heard you guys were going to maybe want me to be on the show. I was like, well, no, no way. That's crazy. <laughs> I, like, I, just, I, just, I just filmed freaking, I put, I put a little, uh, I, you know, I, I sit in my closet and uh, put some videos up on the internet. It's not like I do anything special. I'm a noob. Okay. Like I, I, I'm a, I'm a noob. I'm a brand new keeper essentially in everything. Like that's the way I look at it. Even though I've been keeping since I was four, you know, I came back in and I still, I'm, and I always want to be a noob because I feel like, Right. Somebody who's a noob is really just yearning and hungering for more information and more and just everything they can learn. Like Eric was talking about getting into every species of python. That's kind of something I want to do myself. Um, just so awesome. if, if, for nothing, if for nothing else, just to maintain that noobishness where I'm, this is something new and I need to learn everything I can about it and figure out what makes it tick and how and why and what does it feel like. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and how is it different from what you normally keep, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh it's a it's a, it's a beautiful world, man. I, I hate to get all hippie, but I'm going to if I don't stop <laughs> going down this. <laughs> no, it's fine. I love everybody, man. Everybody. <laughs> we we need a positive good, episode man. every once in a while. You know, half the time it's <laughs> The nah. time it's just drab now. Nah, I mean, so yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's it's, it's it's good, man. I, I it's, can, uh, it's awesome. I can relate. We're just a bunch. We're just two guys that uh, you know pick up their phone every Tuesday night and we get to talk to <laughs> talk to these awesome people. You know what I mean? And it's like uh, you know doing the podcast. It's very similar to what you're saying. I mean, the podcast was started basically because you know, nobody knew who I was and they're, you know, how do you get your name out there? All right, well, this is what I'm going to do. So. <laughs> and you wanted stuff to listen to on your way to work. And I was just there. I just kind of showed yeah. up one day and never left. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's cool. just kind of how that works. Yeah. So, it's awesome, man. You guys, are, you guys are awesome dudes, man. I can just, the the vibe I got from you guys, the, I, I told you Eric, for the first time I met you there in person at the, uh, the show, you, you had this smile on your face, checking out the snake. It was just the, most beautiful. I think I told you, I was like, dude, your smile is like beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Kid in the candy smile at a freaking reptile show. It's what everybody has. At least all the, that's, all, that's all the people you want to talk to are, are skipping through reptile shows like it's their birthday and they're going to walk away with some toys or us. So, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> so many awesome things there, man. 
you know? I you're know. afraid that you're going to miss something, and I don't know. It's, I'm afraid oh, I'm going to go def- home definitely with no stuff. money. I'm, no, I, I missed <laughs> stuff at the show. I purpose, purposely said I'm not going to buy anything, not just because I, you know, was trying to be thrifty. I guess I was trying to be thrifty because I don't mm. – I, 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 I just finished <laughs> building a snake room that I'm sitting in right now, and I, I have no – real firm grasp on how I'm going to pay my rent in a couple of weeks here. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Snake. <laughs> got it. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully something will, something will work there. Um, I, I, I'm not going to let any snakes go. I don't, don't think I've sold everything that I was planning on selling already, not to pay right. for rent, just because, you know, what the things I produced, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to stay, this is going to go, this is going to stay, this is going to go. And, It'll it'll work out. It always does. If even if I have to, uh, you know, go stand on the corner for a minute and <laughs> do something somehow, <laughs> some way, right? Some <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> Almost. I mean, I, I do not know how I'm going to do that but <laughs> but I will not be standing uh, on the corner. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get your guitar, man. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If I am on a corner, I'll have a guitar in my hand. And that, that'll you'll have a guitar. You'll be playing that. You'll be fine. That works. Yeah. I call that a win. That w- yeah. Yeah. That would that would be a win. You know what? I need to play more guitar. I haven't been playing yeah. enough guitar. Maybe it's a sign. So, did we talk Lindy, about Lindy, uh, okay, Lindy John? Lindy Johnson. I just want to say something for Lindy yeah. real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Very. He's the very first person I met in this entire community when I moved back because um, I mm-hmm. read uh, Kevin Kevin's book. He had that big, thick book of all the uh, all the different ball python morphs, like 5,000 pictures in it. And I was flipping through that, reading every page of it, and he mentions Lindy and Freedom Breeder in there and, and about the caging and the rack systems and stuff. And I was like, okay, that seems like a, a good way to go. So I, I did some research into it, found the uh, Freedom Breeder website, and went ahead and ordered one of the uh, racks systems for ball pythons. And then Jeff who called me and said to arrange shipping was like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you're over there. Um, I could probably have my dad drop it off at your house on his way home from work. And you save you on the shipping. I was like, Oh uh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Save on the shipping. yeah. Always a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he didn't end up coming by the house. Cause I was, I wasn't there at the time or something. something didn't work out. He had to go home instead of coming to my house. So I, uh, he's like, I'm in in Danville. Why don't you just come up here if, if you can? It's like 20 minutes up the road from here. So, yeah, it's not a problem. I'll, I'll drive up there and went up there and met him. He proceeded to tell me about how, you know, he had to name the, name the spider ball python right there in the garage. And I was kind of like, wow, I, I met, read about this guy in a book, and now I'm standing in his garage where he – and at that time, I still didn't really have a firm grasp on how big he – you know, what a contribution he made in bringing snakes here, for, you know, I didn't know really who he. I had no idea who he was really at that time, you know. Right. But um, and they've been, they've taken care of me like family since then. Actually, here I might as well throw this out there right now. I was going to at some point. They just, yeah. they just they just sponsored me yesterday. Which, oh uh, nice. Oh, it That's was cool. crazy. Yeah. It was, I, yeah, it was mind blowing. I, I don't know. We don't. Not, neither of us knows what that means. But he said, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they've never they've never sponsored anybody before, I guess. But um. I'm kind of taken back by it, man. It's it's been a trip, it's been a hell of a trip. I'm gonna let you guys ask me another question, otherwise I'm just gonna keep rolling on these crazy <laughs> tangents. That's the kind of guess we like. Yeah, isn't that yeah, pretty yeah. cool though? Like when um, you know, there's a couple people. You know, I think of, of somebody like in the carpet world is like Jason Balin, uh, somebody like mm-hmm. that. Where 
he's like this famous guy, and here you are hanging out and shooting the shit with him, drinking beers, and you know what I mean? It's just like, it's uh, it's a really cool experience. Um, it's like to hang out with people that, you know, sort of paved the road uh, for what you're doing in the reptile world. It's it's pretty cool. I dig it. Yeah, it, it, definitely. It seems like everybody's very, very attainable. I would love to do an interview with Eugene Bissett. I, I know he's not nah, he's the video interview. I know you guys have had hell. him on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, Eugene Eugene called me an unproven male because I haven't had kids yet. So, like, that's, oh, that's, the that's like, the best thing ever. I'm like, and I'm peaked. I'm done. And it's hilarious when you get to that point with these people who in the reptile community you looked up to as, like, the untouchable, like, guru person – and like they joke with you like that, it's like I'm done. Like that's that make that makes me my happiest. Like the fact that I could text somebody like Balin right now and probably send me back something sarcastic and witty, it'd be hilarious. So that's <laughs> the point. So the fact that Eugene Bissett did that, I've, I've peaked. I'm done. Like nothing else can happen. I'm good. So <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's that's, a good that's guy. That's one of my goals. That's one of my goals. Of yeah. is to is to reach out to. Um, some of the guys that have been doing it since, you know, before I, I was born, essentially, when I was mm-hmm. still in diapers and, and be able to get their story out there a little bit to people who are just kind of coming in and, and make that connection between brand new keepers and the guys who've been doing it since before anybody can even remember and get their stories out there and just everything they have to contribute and can contribute and, and have contributed so that the, the whole history of it stays intact in a sort of way that is documented. I'd love to have a big part in doing that. That's one of my goals with, triple B TV. And so I've been that's reaching out awesome. a bit and seeing who I can find. And that's definitely one of the guys I'd like to get in. And I know there's some people out there that really don't want to go on video. Don't want to be on the internet. And I completely respect that. But at the same time, I'm still going to try and poke them a little bit. And be like, <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be good for some, maybe it's not good for you. Maybe it's not good, but it's going to be good for somebody. Even if it's just me, it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah even, if, even if I'm the only one who enjoys it, please. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, when we first started doing this, it was kind of the same thing. It was like one of those things where, you know, you run into the people that are like, what? You want me to what? No, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, dude, it's just like talking snakes on the phone with your friend. Like, <clears throat> you'll be fine. And uh, yeah. nine times out of ten, eventually they come around. But there's still a few that mm-hmm. are uh, out there. And you know who Eluding you are. Us. Yeah. <laughs> You know who you are. I will get you. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, we're coming again. Don't worry. Uh, nice. All right. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about YouTube. Um, so, you know, I mean, I guess you kind of hit on, like, why you went the YouTube route. Um, and was it was it difficult to start? Is it, you know, if somebody out there wanted to start a YouTube video, uh, about what they do with reptiles, what would be your recommendation for them? How do you start? Start a YouTube, start a YouTube account first, which seems like a simple thing to do, but not everybody is, uh, you know, technology and Internet, it's fairly new. I mean, when I was first keeping snakes, there was no Internet, and that's why I didn't know there were other people out there. I didn't dig deep, mm-hmm. deep enough to try and find what was outside of my town, I guess. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, starting starting a YouTube account is just as easy as signing up for anything you would sign up for online. You just do that and then record a video of whatever and post it, upload it and, and post it. It's really that simple. Um, and 
that's basically what I did. I mean, I, I didn't have a whole heck of a lot of plan. I was like, okay, just start a YouTube channel, and then people will see things that you put there. <laughs> and if you go back and watch my very first Triple B TV episode, it's very obvious that I had no idea what I was doing with anything, really. I knew how to point a camera at a certain spot and then go stand in that spot. I knew how to do that. <laughs> but you, can watch, you can watch me talking, and you can be like, dude, this guy doesn't – like, I, I watch it now, and I look at myself, and I think, dude, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's, I, I relate to our backlog. No, 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 no. It's it's too painful. It's too painful yeah. to go back to the first season. Dear God. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess have a you know, just just be yourself and do what you want to do is really that's that's the key. I think, but you can't. You can't teach somebody how to do that. You just do it. You know, whatever you feel mm-hmm. like you want to do, that's what you do, and there it goes. That's what I would say. Don't don't try to do something. Don't try to like. Don't try because if you try, it's obvious when you're trying. I think when I see somebody trying, I'm like that guy's trying, and it's mm-hmm. cool. I can I can respect somebody trying, but you just gotta you gotta feel it out, and it takes a bit of time. It definitely takes time. Like I said, that first video is like, dude, you're you're trying way too hard. <laughs> yeah. So you'll probably you relax. You just got to feel it. You uh, know, if you're if you're nervous, to so be nervous, and if if you're, you know, whatever you're feeling, just just do that. I think, and and that's mm-hmm. what's gonna send you down the right path to where you where you want to be. Um, you know, I, I definitely when I started, I wanted to do things like this. I wanted to have guys that run an awesome, successful radio show call me up and want to interview me. I wanted that, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't expect that it was going to happen necessarily. I was just like, ah, well, that'd be cool, but I'm just going to show my snakes here and see if uh, something, if somebody else thinks it's awesome enough to think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's kind of like, um, I, I can relate. I, I always, I always use analogies with music, but it's kind of, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of like this. Like when I first started playing guitar, it was like, uh, you know, it's trying to shred, trying to play as fast as you can and all technique and all this. But like I had to try to do that with like uh, blues and reggae and that kind of stuff. I didn't have to try. It was effortless, you know, and I didn't have to think about it. And, you know, the more and more that I realized that that's what I should be doing because that's what I can, you know, what I mean? not everybody is going to be this and not everybody's going to be that. So if you kind of do what you do, then, you know, People will Absolutely. people oh, yeah. will take to that, uh, you know. Uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, um, shit. Authenticity. <laughs> um, authenticity. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, they'll be like they'll respond to that. It, it, that's been my experience, you know. Yeah. So I can absolutely relate to that analogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I was I was a professional musician for a third of my life. I, that's what I did. I toured around and I and I played and I. I got in trouble too, but you know that's okay. That's a, that'll be the second. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk about that later. But um, I might. Well, you know what? I might as well say it. people are gonna be listening to this, and maybe somebody's gonna Google whatever. I I got busted with a crap load of pot in my musician drums, and you can read all about it on the internet. It's like the first thing that comes up when you Google my name. So, right. Like, you know, no yeah. worries. It, it was, yeah. Whatever. Okay. I got. Like like I'm standing in my snake room naked right now. I got nothing to hide, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> so YouTube is, yeah. is a crazy beast. I, I uploaded a little like trailer, not trailer, but a little like plug 
for the show today. And I was I like, that. blah, blah, blah. It was like, it was like 45 seconds, maybe. Like, blah, blah, blah. Check out the thing. I'm going to be on the radio show and you can come watch it. It'll be live. Or you can watch it. Just, just a quick, like, shout out to my, my folks that follow the channel to a little heads up to watch it if they want to. And uh, <laughs> in like 10 minutes, I had seven dislikes, which is some kind of record for me. And I was like, what, <laughs> what the? What? what the? <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know, maybe, and I was like, whatever, and you never know, because, like, rarely does the, those people leave comments. If, if they do, it's, like, completely, like, anonymous, like, account that was created just for leaving crappy comments. Nobody ever, nobody real ever says, like, you should have your children taken away, which is one comment I've gotten on YouTube. <laughs> um, oh, right. wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. it, you can't, you can't, let, that's one other piece of advice I give if somebody's going to start a YouTube channel. Make sure you thicken up your skin a little bit, because there's some real anonymous assholes out there that don't want to dig into it. And uh, you just got to be like, whatever. I, I've come to a part where I, I feel like my one of my videos hasn't become successful until it has a certain amount of dislikes. Like, okay, enough people have seen it where enough of the population that doesn't like it has seen it actually took the time to click on it and say they didn't like it. That's successful. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, we can relate to that too. But they probably don't dislike you. They probably dislike us. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are you doing, man? You're going and hanging out with them. <laughs> but, uh, it's all good. Yeah, we're, um, we're sorry about that. You know, our, yeah, our haters no, follow no, us. No. Yeah. What I'm saying is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. Oh, it, yeah, no, we don't care. Nah. Of, that's the beauty <laughs> of the internet is that everybody can. So, well, the beauty, the most beautiful thing and the most disturbing and ugly thing about the internet is that everybody has the ability to express their their opinion and let everybody else can see it. It's like this amazing <laughs> yep. platform for, you know, because before if, if you wanted some news and that you had to like pick up a newspaper and read about it and mm-hmm. not anybody could just go up there and be like, put their little 10 cents and be like, blah, blah, blah about this. But now every single person with a computer and internet connection can put in their two cents and then make it like onto the platform and the forum where everybody else can Obviously, you guys know that. And it's probably everybody right. else knows that too. But I still feel like part of me lives in this world where there was no internet. And I, like, I went to go pick up a uh, dryer earlier because we needed one. <laughs> and I found found it on Craigslist. These folks that live way down this dirt road. And right. I told them, I was like, man, you guys are loving it out here, aren't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 and he's just kind of disconnected. I, part of me, part of me, still lives in that place. Part of me will always live in that place down this old dirt road where nobody has ever been and nobody will ever go to there's a part of my heart that lives in that space it's like serene it's beautiful and nobody touches it you know and then right it's it's a place it's a place that i think is an important place to have for anybody to have a place like that where nobody else gets to touch and it's just something little special place for you that your mind sits at where it's complete peace serenity silence cool awesome yeah I like it. <clears throat> um, so, so what we've learned so far is is that you have to have thick skin if you're going to do something like this because you're going to have you're going to have haters. Um, yep. And that's that's true for podcasting as well. I mean, you will have people that hate you, and you know, but it's, you know, you do your thing. You keep doing it. You also tune have them out after love about you. the year. Yeah. After, yeah. after about the first year, you tune out all the haters. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of the world, and everybody has different opinions. I think that's a good thing. Otherwise, it'd be boring. I actually yeah. prefer 
people to disagree. Not, not necessarily prefer, but I, I enjoy when people disagree and with me or any, you know, with, and want to talk about it. Like I yeah. like to find out why, why do you disagree? And like, what is it that leads to this point where we're disagreeing and how does your experience lead to that? So I can learn from it. To me, anytime somebody disagrees, it's like a chance to learn about why and maybe learn something better and expand my own mind and figure out what it is. Cause I'll, I'll talk to people. Even if somebody like comes off, blunt assholes cussing me out online i don't care i'll, I'll be like well why like what are we talking about yeah. I, I won't retaliate i'll just be like well why why do you, are you so strongly against this that you need to curse at me like what what's going on over there and <laughs> sometimes we'll, sometimes we'll, we'll learn to talk about it and uh i think one of the subjects you guys want to talk about today was um eric you want to say something about t- live animal sales on facebook or something yeah yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. i saw i saw something i read the little page that's, uh, you know, the advertising for this podcast, uh, something about Ben Fugger was on Yeah, there was. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he uh, basically, they, he was banned from Facebook uh, for selling snakes. So Yeah, he, yeah he, for, he for selling animals. He had, he had chatted with me about that a bit because um, he was he tried to start a different account, and then he reached out to me. He's like, blah, 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 this is And I was like, hey, is this really you? And I was like, he's like, yeah, it's me. And then he tried to start a third one, and he got blocked again, even changing his name completely. And Jesus. I was like, "Wow, that's that's crazy." Um, but but that, but Ben is, Ben was one of those people. He wasn't one of the ones that was just cursing at me. But our very first online interaction, we haven't even met in person, but we we strongly disagreed about a couple things. But uh-huh. but now we're like, I don't know. He's a guy that I I, I know his his story, and I know his like childhood story. And he actually um, helped me sell one of my snakes to a guy that's been doing snakes since I was in diapers by a recommendation. The guy reached out to him and was like, hey, Ben, you ever heard of this Triple B guy? And Ben was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've talked to Brian. Um, but the very beginning of our of our relationship started online, and it could have very easily instantly been like, oh, no, screw this guy. I hate this guy because we disagree, you know? But right. the, the, because I was willing to, like, not just say, oh, we disagree, so I don't like him. I'm not going to talk to him. I reached out a little bit and was like, well, why this and why that? And I was like, okay, well, I can kind of see why you would think that. And and it always leads to a better thing if you'd be a little more open to why somebody disagrees with you online, I think. That's that's part of my purpose here, I think, is to help people, especially online, you know, figure out how to get along a little better and listen to each other and not be so quick to be like, oh, screw you, you suck. You know, maybe be like, maybe you do suck, but I don't know. I don't know. That's part of my <laughs> purpose, I think. That's is to help people see past that just a little bit and be like, we could maybe talk this out a couple sentences longer with a little less, uh, you know, hate, and it might work out for the both of us in a, in a better way. Um, sure. And it, which I understand is very challenging online. I mean, there, you can't you can't get the emotion from it. You can't. The words are just there, and whatever emotion you're feeling at the time, you put your own emotion on those words, and it's it's hard. It's not easy. It's very difficult to actually successfully communicate through text, which is what leads to a lot of the, the crap sling that happens out there, I think. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, there's, that, there's, that, was, that was one of the reasons why we wanted to uh, start Carpet Fest, you know, to... <laughs> I mean... Put uh, names to, put names to so, friggin' uh, uh, screen names, like, you know, faces to screen names, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, my boy. 
my boy, my boy just came in the room. He's wondering if I'm gonna have dinner with them. No, I'm I'm doing a little radio show right now. I'm talking to everybody. And uh, do you wanna do you wanna tell everybody what you know real quick? No. Yeah. No thanks. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. All right. Perfect. <laughs> that happens sometimes. I'll, I'll, you guys are talking about the vlog thing a little bit. I do I do that personal vlog aside from the YouTube uh, Triple B TV thing. And he, I always yeah. do a little segment with, with Noah called Noah Knows, and it's like a little blah blah little little music pops up. Do 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 do. And I ask him, "Hey, Noah, what do you know?" And he always goes, "I know." And he talk about whatever it is he knows at that time. And sometimes it's like, "Nope." <laughs> All right, well, it's a no. All right, cool. Stop asking me that. <laughs> so, are they separate or are they together? Like, how do you split that up? Um, two You're... different channels. Two different channels, okay. All Two right. different channels now. When I first started, I think the first 20 or so of vlogs, if you want to call them that, yeah, they're vlogs, whatever, um, started out on Triple B TV, and I tried to make them two separate playlists, and I, I tried to stay faithful to what my subscribers want to see, and I, so I always ask, you know, what do you guys do you think about this? And I, some people were 50-50. Other people recommended that I separated them, and I ended up separating them because, like, it started to get really – the thing about my vlog channel is that it's very, very real life, very personal. I, I, I talk about, you know, I, I've cried on it. I have, like, pretty personal stuff, stuff that maybe people that are just looking for snakes probably don't sure. want to see. So I probably won't even talk about it too much here. If you want to check it out, you can. But it has sometimes has nothing to do with snakes. So there it is. Gotcha. Um, okay. Cool. But it, it is fun, and it is actually where uh, the reason I started it was because of that Indo trip. I heard you guys talking about that in the intro. Um, I yeah. knew that I wanted to really document that trip, like every step of the way. And uh, I knew that Brian, you know, Barczyk was doing a vlog, and I was like, I should probably do that. And then when they started talking about maybe going on that trip with him, I was like, I better start something like that so that I can keep it. Because every day is going to be go, go, go. I'm not, I don't want to, like, try and figure out how to make an episode out of it. I'll just record the experience mm-hmm. in the raw you know, mm-hmm. and uh, which ended up being pretty freaking sweet, man. I gotta say that. Like, <laughs> Holy crap! And and Brian was actually somebody I met um, at that very first Pomona show. He was there, and I'd seen his his videos on YouTube, of course, as probably every snake keeper in the world has at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was there, and you know, people were walking up and taking pictures and this and that. And I was also one of those goons who just kind of walked up and took a picture like, Oh, I take a picture. Of him. Oh. <laughs> just just <laughs> snapped like, a picture of him and ran away. What a freaking idiot dude. Like, are you really that guy? Are you just one of those guys? And, uh, <laughs> and, and so I, I went back. I was like, no, just go, just go freaking back and talk. He's just a fucking dude. You know, it's not like, so I went back and I was like, Hey man, blah, blah, blah. We ended up talking about pretty much everything but snakes for like three hours, like hmm. photography and music and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, he's a freaking cool dude, man. Um, and during that conversation, Kerry King walks up and gives him a hug. And I was like, <laughs> I was like was that? And then he just hugged, walks up, gives him a big hug, walks away. I was like, dude, that was that was Kerry King. Kerry King just came up and hugged you. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're buddies, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's a rock star. And I was like, He's like, you go go talk to him. go talk to him. I was like, no, 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 no. That's that's <laughs> no, Carrie uh, no, is so cool, and it's like one of those. I had that moment that you're talking about uh, at a Tinley where he just sits next to me at the bar, and we just start talking and swapping snake pictures and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it takes you a minute to be like, what the hell? So yeah, I mean, yeah, it took me a minute for sure, man. That's a, another show later, like last year, I think at a uh, in Anaheim, the uh, NARBC 
in Anaheim. Um, well, it's not Anaheim anymore, is it? Anyway, somewhere down there. And, we, yeah, same thing. We are just talking about cars and snakes, and he's showing me, like, all the cool carpets he's got on his phone. And I was like, dude, I, I, like, rocked harder to you when I was a kid. Like, I, I, I hurt myself to your music. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what is cool? And that's what I mean, though. It seems like everybody that's in this community, whether you're freaking Kerry King, Brian Barczyk, or whoever, like everybody's very attainable. You can talk to everybody. It's not like there's not like these people are like, oh, no, you can't talk. You're, you're too big. It's like everybody is there and available to talk to if you want to, you know? That's right. what I love about it. Yeah. Um, so, so further down the road, I mean, that's how that came about. And I met Brian there and he would call me back about this and that. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. This guy's pretty, he's actually going to call me back about this. And I only imagine he's a pretty busy dude, but, um, ended up being pretty cool. And I bought a couple snakes from him at one point, And, uh, one of the females ended up passing about nine months down the road and I've been keeping him updated about it. But even mm-hmm. before she, you know, never got sick. Um, he was like, yeah, keep keep, it, keep me posted on how they're doing and this and that. And I, so I, I did, you know, the whole time. I was like, oh, they're feeding great. Every couple months or so, I'd drop a line and be like, they're doing awesome, they're doing awesome. And then this one time, you can actually see it in a Triple B TV episode. I was doing a snake update and going through the different snakes and showing them and uh, showing people how they're progressing and whatnot. And you see me, you can see it on my face. If you watch that, I don't recall what episode it is, but there's it's a pinstripe female um, head sunset. And I, I'm looking at it, and I see this bubble like pop out of her nose. You can see the look on my face in the video. I don't oh. call it out at that moment, but you can see the look on my face. Like something. Oh no, that's not good. Mm-hmm. And um, right. So I, you know, I took her to the vet and I got a culture done and started immediately on ceftazidine, which turned out to be what was going to be effective against the uh, the what was it? She ended up having streptococcus, and that was what we started on blindly. That it was proving to be effective, but she still didn't make it. And when I called him mm-hmm. to tell him about it before she, before she even uh, passed, he was like, "Oh, dude, that's freaking horrible. Like, I'll I'll make sure that I got I got you covered regardless of what happens. Even if she makes it, like, I'll make sure you get another snake that's gonna be 100% healthy and this and that." I was like, "Okay, cool. Like, I'll send you some some money for this and that." And he's like, "No, no, no, don't send me any money. Just I'll just send you a, another girl that'll that'll be there just in case." I was like, "You sure about that?" And he's like. Yeah, man, I don't, you don't got to give me a thing. I was like, oh, dude, that's freaking huge right now. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to recover from how much I spent on this snake and now it's not going to make it. And he's like, oh, don't even worry about it, man. I was like, oh, dude, thank you. And uh, he's just always been like that since I've met him. Just like, he still won't take credit. And I was fortunate enough to actually produce some sunsets from a head-to-head pairing, which I don't know if you guys uh-huh. follow any ball five times today, but yeah, um, I do. It, it was uh, a... <laughs> And he still won't take any credit. Guy won't take a damn. Really? Damn. I was like, dude, dude, thank you so much for like. That. He's like, oh, that was all you, man. That was all you. And so that was, that was when I was like, dude, this guy's awesome. I'll give a fuck what anybody says. This guy's a freaking good dude. From what I yeah. can tell, I just go off. I just go off what I see and what I feel. You know, I can, I, I, I rarely listen. I learned when I was in like middle school. Like people are gonna talk. People are gonna talk. People are gonna talk. And if I listened to everything everybody said, I would have grown up with no friends because all my friends hated each other. And they all wanted to be like, oh, no, that guy sucks. Blah, blah, you don't want to hang out with him. And I was like, well, what, what, he seems kind of cool to me. And then the other guy's doing this about that. And I was like, dude, I can't keep up with all this. He said, she said bullshit. And so I left that stuff behind in middle school, man. Like, yeah. uh, I, I take people for the people that I see when I see them and I meet them and talk to them in person and their actions with me. And, you know, of course, I'll listen to what people say a little bit. But, um, you know, 
I take it always with a grain of salt. I just go off my own personal experience, which is right. how that Indo trip ended up happening. And you learn a lot about a person when you're old, man. The guys in my band, I know those mm-hmm. guys better than probably their wives do. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. So so traveling with him at the Indo and stuff just reinforced that for me because he was just like, I crashed my drone into the side of a bridge like at four in the morning trying to get this awesome shot. Just obliterated, just, just like, it was just toast. And he looks over at me and he goes, oh, dude, that sucks. I was like, yeah, <laughs> kind of. He's like, it's okay, but don't worry, man, you can fly mine. I was like, did you see what I just did to mine? I just shattered mine on a bridge. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, no, you're sure about sure? <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, that's awesome. Thanks. Uh, I'll try not yeah. to crash yours. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that the part. So I know Forrest touched on the Indo trip a lot. He talked about the uh, the contest and stuff between you know with the reptile shows and and all that. So I, I won't touch on that too much. Which was awesome, by the way. That's the one thing that he touched on. That I'll touch on again is those contests to see who kept their animal the best, like the best temperament, the best pattern. You could really see it just bring out the uh, the best of the best in, in in keeping. You know, everybody's really proud about how they raised this animal and kept it in like the best possible condition and. I think that's something we definitely need to implement over here in the States. I mean, I don't know how we would go about it exactly, but that's something that I think has to happen over here because you yeah. can just really see the care that, and pride that these people were taking in their animals more so than any other show I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. That was freaking cool. Yeah, it's almost like uh, what they do with, like, um, like dogs and stuff. You know what I mean? Like uh, Best in Show. and mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. And it was just cool to see. It's something something different than I've seen at any of the shows here. Right. That we could have. But the uh, huh. the one part of the trip that Forrest didn't go on was the refit cave, and yes. that was one of my goals. When I when I found out about this trip happening, I said I want to go to that refit cave. Garrett um, Hartle told me about it, and he yeah. was, I, he had been there before, and he was like kind of gave me some like directions on a napkin, like this is how you get there. You got to go down this road for seven seven point something kilometers and then turn left up here. And I mean, I had that napkin, but it didn't really do much when we got to that road. I was like, okay, just head down this road and hope for the best. And uh, we, we found these guides that, that took us down that way. And one of them spoke decent English. One of them didn't so much. And my Indonesian is like left, right, and straight. That's what I know. <laughs> and, and thank you. And thank you. Of course, that's the most important word to know in any language is thank you. So, mm-hmm. Right. Um, Karima, Karima Kasi. That's it. But they took us down this place and we're driving forever on this road, just like windy. Like there's parts where we're going like three miles an hour because the road is just so hasn't been, you know, worked on in probably three decades. And we end up they're like, we have to go to this village and get permission from the village heads and this, that to go to the cave and find it and everything. And they're like, okay, well, you guys know better than we do. Just take us where you think we need to go and we'll, we'll do that. And, uh, we get to this village and we're pulling through the town and all these kids are chasing the car and it's like a spectacle. We're pulling to this small village and we're, we're just like, you know, probably the craziest thing they've seen all month is these two dudes in the back of this car that are clearly not from here. Even though I look pretty Indonesian, Brian sticks out way more than I do, but <laughs> I, I still, I'm still not a villager and it's pretty obvious when I'm wearing my little, uh, you know, my, my pants that zip off at the knees to become shorts. <laughs> We were oh, yeah. We were into this little tiny hut, and 
the whole village is gathered around and a few of the elders come out and everybody's kind of sitting there. We're sitting across from them and they're watching us mm-hmm. and talking amongst each other. No, nobody's smiling. This has been a country where everybody I've met has been nothing but smiles and there's nobody smiling in this hut. And then all of a sudden, dude comes out of the back with this big-ass knife and hands it one of the elders. And I was like, dude, like... Whoa, when did we start worrying? When did we decide that we need to like make some kind of break for it here? <laughs> wow. but, um, obviously, obviously, it turned out fine. But in that moment, I was still questioning, you know, like, I was, I was like, uh, yeah, nobody's smiling, big knife. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea, <laughs> But obviously it was okay. They took us down. They were super awesome. Uh, took us down, did that blessing like Eric was, th- Eric was talking about at the cave and helped us go in there. And that cave is like just filled with bat guano. It's like you're walking through a river of bat guano. It was crazy. Like up to my waist. You can oh, you start getting further in. I can't breathe because of the ammonia. And it sounds like it's raining inside of the cave. But it's not raining. It's bat shit. There's a guano just like <laughs> raining. It's literally oh, raining my. back on inside that cave, and then the river of it is coming out. And uh, that was <laughs> that, that part of the experience. The next time I go back, I'm bringing a little tiny oxygen mask, I'll tell you that much. Because I, I want to hard to in. breathe. And he, it's a little hard to breathe, especially when we start getting further back. Luckily, we did yeah. actually catch a couple wild retics and get to handle them, which was freaking amazing. I just between that and the tiger or the lion uh, swiping the camera out of my hand, those two moments, like, were just crazy moments. Well, <laughs> wait, like, what, what were you doing that close to a very large cat? I mean, you know, that's, that, that's another one. Where did that come from? The funny thing is nobody, it's in the, it's in the vlog um, where I, where we get to see the Komodo dragon and, and hang out with the Komodo dragon in the zoo with the senator of yeah. Jakarta. It's, it's at the very beginning of that vlog you'll see a lion and nobody notices it somehow. It's like just there for a little bit and nobody's like, Oh yeah, that lion. Nobody, nobody ever says anything about it. I even tell people about it that have watched it several times. Like what lion? <laughs> the, one that was, the one that was snarling right into the camera and then knocked it out of my hand, that lion. <laughs> oh, wow. It, it was, it was in that zoo. They took us back to see some of the big cats and they were in one of their holding pens for the night, you know, not out in the big open space. And um, I was just kind of filming through the, the bar a little bit. And I had my little, point and shoot um, camera and I didn't have my tripod thing for I was just kind of holding it at the bars thinking my hands are far enough you know on the other side yeah, of the yeah we're good yeah we're good and she's just like kind of snarling at me like Argh! and you just see it in the thing in the video and then just bam starts swiping at the bars and poof, just knocks the camera out of my hand and like I was literally holding if you see the CSLR it's basically like holding a cell phone up to the bar yeah and that was intense but that got my heart going really good and I was like Whew. Okay, Brian. Don't. Do yeah, that was. That was. That's enough. That's good. I think we got the shot there. That's that'll, that'll get your blood pumping a little bit. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, was, just, I was really. I just queued it up. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. All right, man. Yeah, yeah, it was a cat. Yeah. I'm gonna post yeah. it over on the Facebook page, but holy shit. God. Wow, yeah, that was that was a moment. That was, a, and I was glad that I was glad that Brian came over too, because it would have been a kind of a mission without without him on that trip. Just having somebody else to talk to the whole time, especially going to the retail cave and stuff. Just having another guy there that was right. you know, coming from the states was was that because nobody was going to go. We we're, were sitting there in Bali before that part of the trip, and everybody we got this nice. Uh, our buddy Keo over there got us this sweet um, villa with like pool and all these separate rooms. It was beautiful, like. 
basically where you want to take your wife for a honeymoon type of place. And um, mm. everybody's like, oh, no, I don't think we're going to try and make that whole mission over the retail cave. I was like, no, 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 no. That's why I came on this trip was to get to that retail cave. Like, that's my main goal. Fine, you guys can sit here if you want to. I am going to the retail cave. Bye. Uh, all right, all right, <laughs> and Brian, all right. Now, and, and Brian, had, Brian had been on the fence about it, and he was like, oh, he, he doesn't like small planes. He really, like, he just, small planes and him are just like, you know, kryptonite. And but he still came to his credit, man. He still came. I thought he was gonna get off of that plane. He was sitting on that plane, just like sweating bullets, physically shaking. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, it's gonna be okay. Like I kind of wanted him to be okay, but I was also kind of like, oh, please just stay on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I credit mean, he did, man. He he stayed on that plane. So well, that was awesome. I mean, when when is the next time you're gonna be to have the chance to do that? I mean. You, you gotta go, and uh, I did just watch rewatch the video Eric just posted with the lion. You're insane, all right? Getting <laughs> that close to that angry of a cat? Are you freaking? No, no. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I have a, makes... little, a little bit of faith in, in you know when it's time to go, it's time to go. <laughs> right, and that would be just a hell of a story. Yeah. What happened? They got eaten by a lion in Jakarta. Oh, all right. <laughs> See ya. Uh, here's how not to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I have to ask, like, I mean, in the video, it seems like the, the retic was pretty chill. Is that, I mean, I mean. Yeah, I mean, that... it, it was. I, I, I can't say that for every wild retic, but I mean, because you know, when I first grabbed it, I grabbed it by the back of the head like you would any snake that you think is going to bite you in the wild, I guess. Right. Maybe that's that's not the proper technique, but that's what I think. Well, no, you're you're Um, waist deep in bat shit. You should really not be bleeding at the time, okay? So. Right, right, right. Yeah, I agree. I I saw it. I I grabbed it, and I was was holding it by the back of the head and and the body too, and just kind of got control of it pretty easily, luckily. And um, was like, I was holding it and checking out. I was like, Hey, Brian, what do you think? uh, What do you think's gonna happen if I let go of the head? (laughs) He said. Uh, I don't know. He's like, well, there's only things. Yeah. Let's find out. <laughs> so, so I let go, and it just started to kind of cruise. I, I held it for a while, you know, before I didn't just grab it immediately and let it go by the head. I held it for a little bit and put my my spirit into it and tried to coax it to be like, it's okay, I'm not going to hurt you, type of thing. And it just kind of ran through my hands like the retakes I got here at home do. And uh, I was like, sweet. That's really awesome. Um, granted, I have been called a snake whisperer. I know we're all keepers of snakes, and we all know snakes really well, but even on that level, I was visiting my buddy Jake uh, Klotz out there in Chicago when we were just there, and he's got this Sulawesi girl that he says is just, you know, insane and is probably going to want to bite me. I really wanted to take her out because she's a beautiful snake, and I always want to hold every beautiful snake I see. And he's like, just be warned. She's going to kill you. And I took her out, and he was like, dude, what? Why is she not, like, getting crazy with you? I don't understand I was like, I don't know. This is what happens when I hold snakes. They hang out with me, and because I—that's the thing about snakes and me. I love snakes. Everybody in this community loves snakes, of course. But they're just—they have this calming effect on me. Like if I hold a snake, if I'm holding a snake, everything else is gone in the world. Like I'll just sit there and hold a snake, and it'll put me in the most like serene form of peace that almost almost imaginable. It's like a meditative kind of state I go into when I'm holding a snake, and it just feels. And that's what I love about them so much. I mean, they just calm me. Like, I don't know what it is. And I've actually heard of a lady who had a daughter who has uh, epileptic seizures and whatnot. 
And she found that if she had her python and laid it on the girls, you don't know if there's just the weight or what, but it calmed her seizures. Um, and so there's something to it. I'm, I'm not trying to say that there's anything really to it, but I think that there's something to it. They've got an energy that has that effect on, on can have that effect if you let them, I think. Because it definitely does for me, too. I'll, I'll, I'll grab a snake and have it on my shoulders, and I'll just feel like I'm, everything is good with the world, you know, which sounds crazy to a lot of people. I'm sure even people that keep snakes are like, you're a freaking lunatic. But that's, <laughs> uh, it's all good, man. <laughs> but that's, 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 that's what it is for me, man. That's cool. That's how, yeah. that's how that makes me feel. I think, and I think uh, that calmness maybe translates back to the snake, and that's why that wild retic didn't turn around and bite me. I was super right. calm and just like felt this is this is easy and we're good here. Yeah, you acted like you were a tree. <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, which is what I always tell people. Which is what I always tell people when I'm trying to have them hold their snake for the first time. Just do your best tree impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's that's pretty cool. So, <clears throat> and how many did you find? Was there, what, you said uh, two? Saw three, saw three, got three. hands on two. Okay. And All about nothing, the same nothing size? Nothing crazy big. All okay. about the same size. Nothing, nothing crazy big. And that's why I know that I need to go back. <laughs> <laughs> With a mask. Because it was actually the elders that pulled me out of the cave. They are like, they're they're you know motioning signs to me this that like tapping chests and grabbing me and they're like we have to get out of here before it's too late and I was like but but we're not all the way to the back of the cave yet please no. <laughs> I was like okay you probably know better than me you live right up the street I guess I gotta listen to you and we're leaving the cave now okay so next time oxygen mask and I'm gonna sit in there until I find the biggest retake I've ever seen in my life cool and that's that's Sorry. where they say that they they hang out in there. Like you won't see them outside um, the cave. I, I hear that. No, I hear that the mouth of the cave is actually the best place to see them around dusk. I think they mostly survive off of all those bats in the cave. Gotcha. Which, so, and there was, there was a moment. I just gotta say real quick, guys. There was uh, before we did started the thing, and when I was knowing the show was coming up in a couple of days, I thought about writing down all these bullet points so I could stay on track. And in that, I was wanting to write down the names of all the awesome people that I met in the community, so I could say something to them and say, "Hey, what's up? You guys are awesome." And I realized as I started writing it down that I would literally be reading this list for half of the show <laughs> of awesome people that I've met. So all you people that I've ever talked to in this community just know that I, I think you're freaking awesome. Even if I haven't met you in person and we've exchanged words, you're all awesome. And I wish I could – here's what I'm going to do. On the vlog, one of my next vlogs, I'm going to go and I'm going to say something about every single person I've met in this community. It's going to be a long video. There's no bullet points. That's why I'm bouncing all over the place. That's fine. We can we can take we we've been checking off where you've been going, so we can add you like you know, drag you back to this topic and we'll touch on this yeah. topic and yeah. You know, it's weird, like a lot of times um when I first start, when we first started doing the show, it was like we wanted to do an interview, and the more and more that we went on, it seems like when we just kind of like have an idea of what we're going to talk about, and then just kind of like float around it, the conversation flows much better, you know. But like some people are funny, like they need they need those the questions. Rigid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely yeah. like questions. I almost thought about reaching out to you earlier um, yesterday and being like, "Hey, if, if you can just come up with a bunch of questions, because I, I do love questions. It makes it easy to answer." But you, you know, the funny thing about me too is that 
I used to be really, really quiet. Like how much I've been talking right now <laughs> yeah. was, uh-huh. was unheard of until I got into my mid-20s. They had to pay me at my aunt's wedding to take pictures because I, I, was, I was two or, uh, two or three years old. And I, I think at the time I thought they wanted to marry me off to this girl. They had me adjust in this tuxedo, and they wanted me to walk down the aisle with her. And I was like, this is insane. I'm freaking three years old and not doing this. <laughs> But it was just like a precursor of how I was through most of my childhood in high school. I was pretty quiet. I didn't, you know, I did a lot of listening to people. I did very uh-huh. little talking. And if there were social events, I was like, maybe not. You know, people are just like a thing that I don't really want to do. Uh, there's too many people out here and there's people everywhere. It's not going to work for me. And uh, yeah. that's obviously changed a little bit because I feel like I've been diarrhea of the mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, man. There, the, um, people are tuning I, in I to hear music, you, not us. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, music, that's why we let you music go. Is what, music definitely helped me break through that barrier because when I, you know, even when I started playing, um, I'd always played. I started playing when I was seven, and um, okay, eventually playing live music and performing, you know, in a band because I, I even played in high school, played horn instruments and performed there. But you're in this huge group of like fifty kids. It's like not not everybody's looking just at you. I guess except mm-hmm. when you take your solo, which was usually pretty nerve wracking for me. Um, but being able to go out and like start playing at bars and start playing these bigger shows, and I was on the drums a lot of times, so I was still protected. I was like, I'm back here. You can't touch me even if you want to. I got sticks. I'll hit you with them. Um, <laughs> and and that, that slowly helped me come out of my shell of talking to people, and and now it's just like people probably want me to, to shut up half the time now. <laughs> it's, all this, it's all these past couple of decades of like all this pent-up talking that I didn't do. It's like it's all coming out now. It's like I must – Speak. I've got things to say. You hear me? So thank, you. thank you for having me on the show, man. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. You know, and you yeah, had us awesome, on. Man. Technically, you had us on your show first, so yeah, it all works out. Oh, hey, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I did. Oh, but then, 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 technically, the show hasn't aired yet. So. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. We get live. That's how we get around that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. of course, we don't have editing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It was, that's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to editing that one. Like I told you, that one probably isn't going to take much editing. You guys are, uh, you guys are very professional. I mean, it just Think flows. I guess doing six this years. Yeah, <laughs> after six years of this crap, we figure we might as well be good at something. But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's impressive. Six years, six years straight. That's impressive. Because I, I did a. I think I've got like eighty something episodes. I did you know every week, and then I started mm-hmm. getting really busy with all this other crazy stuff, and it. it altered a little bit and um so i gotta hats off to you guys for keeping something like that going six years without a break man that's impressive well we we do have a uh question coming in from the chat that we have it goes live during the show um that's from brandon uh wheeler he would like to know uh what program you use to edit the videos that you have for youtube Oh, Brandon, you can just ask me that in the Carpet Python chat that we're in, dude. You don't have to do that. No, God damn it, Brandon. Just get <laughs> out of here now. <laughs> my secrets out on the radio. Secrets out on the <laughs> air. God. <laughs> There's this Carpet Python chat that I, I got added to recently um, earlier last year. Um, it's uh, I don't know if they want me to call out their names or not, so I won't. But um, I'll call out Riley. Because Riley, I could care. I'll, I'll talk crap about Riley all day long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but they they kind of like hey I was after the uh, carpet fest I think it was they're like okay this guy's cool we can add him to our chat and it's awesome right. so I always get to bounce in they've they've almost kind of become my my 
place to go and be like, oh, dude, this happened. And, it, and they're like, I don't know. It's like confessional, not confessional, but I feel like I can tell them anything. And mm-hmm. then I'll get some feedback on it and I'll like kind of absorb it. And be like, and Riley will sometimes go out and be like, dude, somebody told me that I need to have my kids taken away on my YouTube channel. And Riley will go in there and be like, hey, listen here, you asshole, blah, blah, blah. You talk to my friend like they're going to get You send them to go deal with it, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, okay, Brandon. Final Cut Pro 10 is what I use. Okay. Final Cut. And Pro it's uh, 10. yeah, it's what I think it's what Hollywood used to use until Apple decided they didn't want to upgrade it to 11 or whatever. But it's really easy program to use, and it lays everything out. It's very user friendly and pretty powerful. You can pretty much do any kind of editing you want with it. You know, green screen stuff I haven't touched on yet, but you can do it with the program. Um. So that's the answer to that question. Final Cut Pro 10. You you had a ton of equipment when uh, we had our interview. I mean, can you kind of touch on uh, uh, what this, what kind of stuff do you use and how you know how many cam? I know you had uh, you had three cameras, right? Yes, three cameras set up um, so I can cut to different shots and get you know shots of just one of you talking or the other one talking or the whole group shot. Um, and I use Canon stuff. Uh, it's, you know, the equipment you use, if you're thinking about doing video stuff, you really, it's not even about the equipment, really. It's like mm-hmm. whatever you shoot, the content, the stuff that you shoot, that's what it's going to be about. If you want to do some really high-quality stuff, yeah, you need some pretty high-quality gear. Um, and, but honestly, if you're talking about YouTube specifically, it's really about the content you, you get. And you don't need to have it look fancy that's just for my own peace of mind i look at it i got into photography the first time i went to indonesia um uh, part of my honeymoon and just really got into taking pictures mm-hmm. and my uncle over in the philippines is really into taking pictures mm-hmm. and so i kind of got into how they work and how so now when i watch things it's like if it's not looking like professional it bothers the hell out of me and i still look mm-hmm. at the stuff that i put up yesterday i'm like no that could be better that could be better and nobody else cares but i do i care i want to look good uh, Right. Even if nobody else can tell. But uh, so Canon DSLRs are what I shoot the video with mostly. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got audio equipment to make sure we get good audio and lighting to make sure we got good light. And you start adding those things on, and, yes, it starts to fill up a, a hockey bag like you saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that, they, got pretty, they got pretty full, man. I mean, that was uh, – and, and it took you a bit. To, and you were kind of tweaking and – perfecting and trying to get this, that, and the other thing going. So it was definitely cool watching you uh, run around and do all that stuff. So, Yeah, I, I want it to look good. You know, I want it to, I want yeah. it to feel good and, and look, look good. I want it to look professional. And uh, that's what I'm going for. It's definitely kind of t- tough sometimes one-man show trying to run three cameras because uh, for obvious reasons, <laughs> nobody's standing yeah. back there making sure the camera's still on. There's been plenty of things I've shot. Like, I did this thing in Pomona where I was uh, going around interviewing different people. And luckily, I had backup audio, which is something I always do. But I've got that little audio recorder. We didn't use it with you guys because there's three of us. And I only have two lav mics. So I usually I'm doing one-on-one and the two lav mics work. But I had those going. And then the little microphone on top that we used to record when you and I, you, the three of us were doing it. Yeah. And I had this little audio recorder that you plug the lav, mic, lav mics into. You can set it to record either through the external input on the lav mics or on the recorder itself, which is just like kind of recording with your cell phone type of thing. And I was checking it, you know, I was going, going around doing interviews with everybody, putting the lav mic on and looking at that little audio recording and saying, okay, check, check, check. And 
of course, it's picking up the voice since I'm holding it right next to my face. So the mm-hmm. audio levels are moving with my voice, but it wasn't right. actually coming through the lap mics. And I did a whole weekend of interviews like that. And oh. luckily for that little microphone sitting on top of the camera, I was able to salvage it. But, yeah, it's it's tough sometimes, man. I, I'm definitely sweating bullets. I didn't get all the interviews I wanted to do at Tinley this year. Didn't get all the interviews I wanted to do at Tinley last year. And they just kind of ended up rolling over. Um, because you, you just, it's tough. Like I was telling you guys, it's, it's probably an hour of setup for 15 minutes of interview time almost, you know, sometimes. So I'm going to look for ways around that so that I can get more done without having to set up and break down in between, especially those shows when you've only got two days, you know, to get to all the people you want to get to. And you're also trying to maybe look at a snake or two at the show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And say hi to everybody and try not to kill yourself from, you know, partying too hard with all, because there you see everybody you didn't get to see and it's like you want to hang out and a lot going on. So I'd love to be able to cut that break, that setup time down. And I think I found a way. I'm not going to tell you guys how I'm going to do it, but I, you'll see. All right. Somebody, somebody proposed an idea to me about how to make it happen. And I'm going to try it out. I'm going to see if it works. And if it does, then you'll see. And I'll, I'll let you know about it. Cool. So... Let me ask you this question. Is it possible to get yourself some decent lights and use your iPhone to pretty much do YouTube videos? Is that is that feasible? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. The, the way that the cameras are on the cell phones now, they're, you can get some really good quality shots, man, for sure. I mean, and the difference between that and DSLR is, is a slim difference. I mean, there's mm-hmm. the amount of quality difference between the cell phone now and the DSLR is, not a whole lot, especially with iPhone having its portrait mode. I saw somebody take a picture the other day with a of a snake using portrait mode. I was like, it looks like they're using a a 1.2 uh, 50 millimeter piece of glass, piece of L lens from for a Canon. I was like, wow, that's impressive that you took that right. cell phone. So and lighting, lighting is everything. Video and cam and photography. Everybody will say that. I mean, photography literally means like the study of light, pretty much. Yes. So it's it's all about light, you know. And so if you have some things well lit. It doesn't matter what you're filming with, in my opinion. So what would you, as far as, like, if you wanted to do that, what would you say as far as lights? Is there one that you use or would recommend or something that's decent? Um, yeah, there's these, there's these LED lights that you can adjust the Kelvin, and you can adjust it anywhere between, like, 3,200 and 5,600 and actually adjust the warmth or coolness of the light. And uh, since they're LEDs, the batteries last a long time, and they're very portable. They're the ones I was using when you guys were there. And I don't know right. the brand of it, but, but basically any any dimmable LED light that can also adjust the Kelvin temperature, that's going to be more than anybody really needs. And it's, they're not right. that expensive. And I'm, I'm digging one out right now. Um, <laughs> let me tell you exactly which one I'm using here. It's a Photodeox. That's a... F-O-T, they've got it written in a way where you can't read it, Um, F-O-T-O-D-I-O-X, and it's just a LED light, super inexpensive, and will light anything you want to shoot as long as it's not, they probably can't light an elephant out in the (laughs) jungle. (laughs) We won't know until we try. (laughs) Maybe it will. Maybe, Maybe you will. will. Yeah, we may we may need to try this next time yeah. you're traveling the globe. Yeah, let's go glass half full. <laughs> yeah, <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> let's go with untested. All right. Yeah, I, I am so. ho- I am hoping to do some more traveling around and uh, 
more interviews all across. If if my goal and my dreams are fulfilled with this the whole thing I'm doing here, I will be able to travel around the globe a lot and just awesome. interview people and document things. And the way things are going right now, it seems like that's what's going to happen. Um, and so I just hope I'm ready to hold on for the ride because it, it's definitely looking like it's going that direction. Um, and I hopefully don't disappoint people in my capturing of things. <laughs> well, well, when you get to uh, Africa and you photograph an elephant in the jungle, I want a post that says, I'll be damned. It's lighting it up. That's like, that's all I want. <laughs> It's just like, hey, confirmed. It's like that's yeah, all we want now. So I, I can I can definitely do that for you. I'm Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Years from now, it's perfect. So very cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I have to ask you this question because I I'm impressed by this. And what is the ID cards that you have on your racks on the front of your racks like? Is that uh, something that you made up? Is that a program? What I got is that? that? I, I got that idea. I got that idea. I, I virtually plagiarized the idea from Doug Knacker at Hissy Fit Reptiles, which who was also one of the people I wanted to interview at Tinley, but we were playing mm. phone tag for the last half of it, and we didn't ever meet up. We're actually going to do a uh, Skype interview, I think, because I was like, dude, I do not want to wait till next year to do this interview. <laughs> um, but I was watching one of his YouTube videos and he basically had these same cards. I, I tweaked them a little bit, but not much. It's virtually plagiarism. Um, and the, yeah, it's just something I put together through Photoshop is how you put it. Luckily I knew how to use Photoshop a little bit because otherwise it'd be a little more difficult. But um, yeah, that QR code is from reptile scan. And I just like the way it looks, yeah. you know, I like just like what I do with the videos, I could be shooting everything on my cell phone, but I use DSLRs cause I want it to look, I want to look at it and be like, I'm proud of that, and I like the way it looks. So that's what I did with these cards. I saw those things on Doug's channel, and I was like, yes, that. I want that. So I, I made them. Um, cool. little QR code is pulled from Reptile Scan, and then just use Photoshop to add the photo of the snake and um, all the information. On my cards, I put the, the genetics, and I give them an ID number just so I can keep track of stuff You know, down the road if things start getting crazy. Date of birth, you know, sex and simple stuff. I, all my snakes have names too. Every single one of my snakes has a name. Yeah. Um, I think I got that from my mother because she likes to name things too, which like cars and you know uh, stuffed animals. Just anything. Everything has a name. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, all of mine have names too because I like having. Uh, I like knowing who the hell I'm talking about or who I'm thinking about or who. You know, I'm going to pair up with who, and also, you know, it gives me a name to scream when they, like, decide to bite me on the knuckles or something. So, yeah, <laughs> it gives me a name to curse to the heavens. So, yeah, it's, you know, I, I do the same thing. <laughs> oh, funny. My, my, first, uh, my first snake that I had, I had the snake, well, not first snake, sorry, um, one of my first snakes that I got when I was seven years old and had till I was in my mid-20s um, was named Snake. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah sure sweet to the point got it so yeah <laughs> and that's just uh what it, what it was it was it was the name right? it's snake it's snake yeah <laughs> uh, well, well because you have little ones you may run into the problem of later on in life uh when you let them name the snakes you're gonna have like just kid names on your you know prized ball pythons or something like that so I'm just sure be aware about happen. that yeah. Well, they've actually actually Noah Noah has named a couple of these snakes. Oh no! Um, All right. One one is named one is named Ty. I don't even know that he knew what na- he was. 
barely two years old when he was coming up with a couple of these names. My mom actually <laughs> helped name, name half the snakes. Um, yeah, Ty is definitely one of the snakes. And I got a couple corn snakes um, for them. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be for them. At least they're kind of my snakes right now. But uh, I had always wanted a corn snake when I was a kid, and I never got one for whatever reason. My, uh, and so I got these two corn snakes for them as a kind of way of making up for the fact that I never had one. And I put it out on YouTube. I was like, hey, you guys want to help uh, come up with names for these snakes? And then I let the boys choose the, the names they like the best for those snakes that people were throwing in. So we, now we have uh, cornflake and popcorn. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> that works out. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good thing, man. I just got, oh man, it's it's I I I just feel so awesome to be doing this. I mean, everybody's been so freaking cool in this thing, and I I feel like I'm gonna be a broken record in my fifties. Just like everybody's so cool, and then by then it was like, dude, yeah, that Ryan guy, that Ryan guy, that was always like everybody's so cool. God, that got old real fast. <laughs> God, that dude's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I just I can't wait for the time when I get to run around like in a little rascal scooter at like a reptile show and just like hit people out of the way so I can get to the table. Like I can't wait for that moment in my life. So I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of that one. But I would have high expectations. Very high. That's yeah. my peak. Yeah. But um right I, you've been mentioning like little bits and pieces. But can you, like, go into, like, what exactly you have in your collection? Like, you know, what do you – I know you said you're working with retics, ball pythons. You mentioned some corn snakes. You know, what, what, what's, the, what's the collection look like now? Um, well, I don't, I don't call them a collection first. I'm sorry to be a little uh, – That's okay. No, it's fine. Super, super pretentious of me to do that, but I, I don't. Um, I just call them my, my – I don't even call them mine. I try to think that I don't own them. They're just, like, I'm keeping them. I keep these animals, and they – I'm sorry, that's super pretentious, but it's just something I do. I just, I've never, I never said that. Um, no, it's fine. But so the, the animals I have, I got blood python. I've got a uh, boa constrictor. I've got you know, plenty of ball. I've got some ball pythons. Um, yeah, some retics, a super dwarf. Which super dwarfs, I found out, are very much like carpet pythons. It seems if you, because I have a carpet uh-huh. python too. My my one my one flagship carpet python that gives me a little bit of credit here on this show <laughs> is that, that, uh, that I actually got from Travis uh, Johnson at that the auction for the uh, for US Arc at the carpet test, Southwest Carpet Test this year. And she's okay. super cool. Nice. Super cool, but, yeah, but I have her and a Supergorf and I feel like they're very similar. And I mean, in size and temperament, it's like it's a very similar thing, uh, Supergorfs and carpet pythons to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super dwarfs, ball python, uh, retics, boa, blood python, a couple of uh, Somalia scrub pythons that I got from Dan Mallory. Um, what else is happening cool. in here? The, the corn snakes, of course. Uh, that's that's about it right now. But I I see myself going down the road that Eric's trying to go down, keeping all different types of pythons. So I I don't know that I'll try and breed them all. That seems like a hefty goal for me at the moment. Um, I know that that was Nick Mutton's. I was talking to Nick Mutton at the uh, carpet fest, and he was like, that, "My goal, goal is to breed every carpet, every every species of python out there." And I mm-hmm. think he's pretty close. I think he's getting really close. Um, but I'd love to keep all the. I have a dream of having an indigo snake someday, which uh, I don't have. Yeah. One, but I would love to keep an indigo here. That would be amazing. 
I can pull out one of want... pythons right now and show you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want uh, Eastern Indigo or Texas Indigo? Um, Eastern, I was thinking. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. We want them because I we can't been... have them. We're, we're not allowed to have them in Pennsylvania, so we oh, desperately that's, want that's them. Weird. So. Yeah, they're a native, so we're not allowed to touch them. Oh, so. right, 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 right. Oh, man. That's a uh, – well, Sucks, I feel man. for you. <laughs> even, even here, I think you can't, you, you can't get them unless – you have to get them from a breeder in, in the state that you live in is my understanding. Yeah. You can't um, – and I, luckily we do have a couple guys here. Um, oh, why am I speaking on his name right now? Robert Bruce. Robert Bruce. Um, okay. If you want to know about indigo pythons, man, that guy loves his indigos, and he knows. He seemed like he he knew more about indigos than anybody I've ever talked to before. Not that there aren't people that know more, but that guy is like all about his indigos, and I'm sure that's where I'm going to go when when I finally do get to keep one, which will be awesome. I've got one yeah. old out right now. I've got him out, and he's checking things out just like scrub pythons do with their extreme alertness and potential biting me in the neck scenario. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love them so. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It is like Eric was saying at the beginning. I mean, all these different species that and how they're, they're little tiny quirks that make them different from everything else and learning yeah. what that is and how, and how to read them and what's going on with them. I, I love doing that. And that goes back to my part about where I always want to be a noob, which is why I think, you know, eventually I'll, I'll keep an indigo and, and other things like that. If I ever feel like I never want to feel like I've learned it all because I know you can't. And anybody that right. does think that, I mean, it's obvious, it can't happen with anything, even as something as specific as snakes, you can't learn it all. You know, you can, you can try your damnedest, but there's always going to be something out there that you don't know. And that's the beauty of it. And that's what keeps me going. That's what I think helps keep a lot of people going is knowing that there's always going to be something new to learn about them. I mean, can you imagine if one day, you think technology is going so far and so many leaps and bounds every day now. Like imagine one day being able to actually know what the hell a snake is thinking. You know, I, I always laugh when people say, Oh, my snake likes this or my snake likes that. Or like, how do you know for sure? I mean, is, yeah. Like you have no thing. idea. <laughs> yeah. Did it tell you that this is cool? <laughs> because I'd love to hear it. So don't get me wrong. I, I would love to, you know, pull some kind of Harry Potter complex and speak, speak a parcel tongue and be like, Oh, it's like that. I see. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be a beautiful thing to actually know what your snake is thinking. That would make keeping but a whole lot easier. It would make yeah, make <laughs> doing all this thing a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, you want to eat? Like going on here? Yeah. What are you doing? Freaking coconut in my freaking tub, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just the hell in paper towel. Yeah. Leave me the hell alone. Yeah, it's all we want. That's really all we want over here. So stop putting me why in you, a cage. I just want to be in a tub where nobody can no. see me. <laughs> yeah. Crammed Perfect. into a and, tiny and... little corner. <laughs> oh man. No kidding. And and that's what I love about it, is trying to figure out, you know, what is it? that they, they really want. Cause clearly, I mean, security is, is a paramount to them. They want to feel secure just like anything would, mm-hmm. I suppose. But, mm-hmm. and yeah. it does, we have come, we have come a ways, I think, in figuring out what it is that really makes them comfortable and feel secure. That's uh, there's been a lot of work done there, of course, with the, all the, you know, how their Sigma tactic and 
and just how they clearly love to be that makes them secure, you know, being, being something touching them on all sides, a little tight, dark spaces for most species, at least that's a, uh, seems to be pretty obvious that that's where they prefer. But yeah, to be able to talk to a snake, man, if I can, if I can talk to a snake before I die, I, I would be absolutely fine with dying from talking to a snake and, and hearing what it's thinking. That would be okay. <laughs> if that's the price I got to pay for a snake, be like, it's like this. And I croak. Fine. Then life is good. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. Just write it down before you go. So that <laughs> <you can. Yeah. laughs> share it with somebody real quick. Um, yeah, guess, real quick, just so we got it. I, I guess I would want everybody else to be able to do it too. Um, we'll there be part we of the go. <laughs> otherwise, you know, that was just a, he's just a crazy old man right before he died. He lost his mind right before he died. Thought he... <laughs> <laughs> he was going down anyway. He was walking around telling everybody they were awesome and stuff. And yeah, dude, guy was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, hopefully that's not a precursor to death. Um, I mean, got long to go at that point, no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned Carpet Fest, and you've been to one so far, or have you been to multiple? Uh, two. Two, I guess. To, well, they've been, the, the tough thing is they've been at the same place. No, yes, two. Okay. Two right here in, in Paso, one of my, my buddy Travis, um, who we found through somehow, I don't know, I think I commented on a Facebook post and my location is turned on and it said Atascadero. And he's like, this guy's in Atascadero. So he reached out to me because it's like 10 minutes down the road. And here on the central coast, we uh, we don't have the population that other parts of, of California have, like San Francisco or uh, LA. We're mm-hmm. on the smaller side. It's not like Northern California up there in, uh, you know, Humboldt and Sonoma, or not Sonoma, but Humboldt and uh Mendocino, but for here on the Central Coast, we're a little more sparsely populated. So finding somebody else who keeps snakes uh, is a, a wonderful thing. I've got one other buddy down the road, uh, John, who who is keeping snakes on a on a level like this as well. And we're the three people that I know of right now that are at least of, of our kind of age group. I know there's some other people that are keeping snakes out here, but we're the only three I know of right now that are kind of doing it. And uh, okay. that's where, yeah, that's where Carpet Fest was, was at Travis's house about uh, 10 minutes up the road from me. Cool. Cool. So, I mean, did you enjoy the Carpet Fest? I know you were, like, doing the uh, drone flying at that one. Um, yeah. I, enjoy, I mean, I enjoy every moment that I get to talk to people about snakes. Perfect. <laughs> it, it, it really, it really, I mean, God's honest truth. If I'm talking to people about snakes, like, I'm having a good time. Awesome. And I, I want to be able to do more of it. We do, I do some educational stuff from time to time. I actually went to uh, do a, a Girl Scout. Me, they're having a Harry Potter party, uh, Travis's daughter's Girl Scout club. So I brought one of my retics there who's my ambassador for kids. She was mm-hmm. also at a show we do with, through my turtle club. Um, there's a show we put on once a year down in San Luis Obispo City. And uh, got to have like 600 kids, you know, hanging, hanging with Halo, who is my retic girl that – I bring to all the kids because I just know that she's going to be good with the kids. And so I can trust her and I can, you know, even if a kid gets a little out of hand and, you know, it doesn't, doesn't, and maybe you know, grabs her face or something, which usually doesn't happen. But I know that if they do, she's going to be okay. That's good. Yeah. So I always bring her cause she's just the most docile snake and it's just amazing. 
But yeah, talking with talking with people about snakes there. Anywhere I go to talk to people about snakes, I'm having a good time, and it's, hopefully nothing ruins that for me. Otherwise, I'm going to be very angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go to the other uh, carpet test. I, I heard you guys saying that was a, a bigger, like the main carpet test, I guess, or the original carpet that's test. That's ours. Yeah. Yeah, ours. Yeah, the, yeah. There are there are five carpet fests. There's the Northeast, which is ours. They're getting the uh, southeast up and running. They're building that one. There's the southern, which is in Texas, and that's at Bill's house. Then there's the northwest and then the southwest. So Okay. And then Tinley's like the unofficial Midwest. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Tinley seems to be where a lot of people who are into pythons in particular seems to be the, the python spot. Mm-hmm. And, and also, for some reason, the, the biggest uh, – it seems like it's where everybody goes to meet up in the whole community, like if they can. Yeah, you know, obviously people can't always make it if they live out far, far away. But I don't know. It seems I've only been twice. That was my second time this year. But it seems like where people get together to hang out and network and party and all that good stuff. It has to be like the perfect storm of everything. It's it's unless you live in the Chicago area, it's a little bit out of the way for everybody, but it's still not ridiculous, like because of it's midway, I guess. And the other thing is that having that great venue attached to a very nice hotel, which is also attached to the bar, it's like, it works out great. And so, and there's a lot of good food in Tinley and there's a lot of other stuff like that. So we definitely enjoy going out to Tinley Park. Um, but we're like talking about going down to Daytona, doing a few of the other shows, because uh, we just want to get a feel for the shows. But it seems like Tinley Park seems to be the, the unofficial everybody go here now kind of like meet show or whatever. So. Yeah, that's, that's the impression I got as well. That's why, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why, why I ended up there. It's, it's definitely yeah. not a short trip for me. So um, I was, but I, I knew I was like, I got to go to that show. And then the first year I went, I was like, okay, yeah, see, I was right. I needed to come to this show. It's freaking awesome. Um, and I'd also like to travel to, I'd like to go to every show out there if I could, you know, I don't know how many reptile shows there are out. I was amazed at Pomona that there was reptile that there were reptile shows like there's these shows yeah. and so now I, I want to go to as many as I can for sure and see what what all is happening out there man and uh man it's just uh, my head's gonna explode right now I gotta shut up ask me another question <laughs> 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 well let's let's talk about your reptile room build I mean you know we always like to talk to people about that and what their experience is and did you what's what's it been like how well the, the last <laughs> yeah <laughs> enjoyable I mean yeah, no, yeah enjoyable in the fact that I knew what I was doing was going to be awesome it's also part of the reason that I'm going to be you know hurting for the rent coming up here because right. I poured a good chunk into it doing it and luckily I mean this, I'm in a rental right now I do we just rented this new house and um luckily the owners are cool as hell that I can even do this you know we we were doing the interview for the show or the, for the show the, the interview for renting the place you know when open house and there's like seven or eight other people here checking it out too and we ended up staying with the owners afterwards and having a drink and because they thought we were awesome for whatever reason and uh and then when we actually came to sign the papers, I started talking about the garage, and I was like, they they knew at the interview that I kept snakes. So the fact that they didn't, like, say, oh, no, it was somebody else for sure um, was was a good step in the right direction. You know, so I was like, hey, uh, 
I was thinking about taking out your shelves here so I can fit some cages, and you know, I promise I'll put them back when I'm done if that's okay. And he already kind of knew. I've I've spent the last year and a half learning construction techniques from my uncle, so I've got a little bit of that under my belt now. What I know, kind of what I'm doing, and how to build a building. Um, and I told him, like, you know, I'll put them back and everything. He's like, oh, that'd be fine. You take those out. And I was like, I'm also thinking about putting up a a partition wall here so I can insulate and blah blah blah. And he he kind of looked at it for a minute. And he was like, uh. Yeah, yeah, I guess that would be okay. I was like, okay, sweet. <laughs> you said yes, you can't go back now. Yeah, done. Yeah. I know, you can't go back. That wall's going up, buddy. So, yeah, ripping out the – I mean, the first thing when I first poked the wall, the beginning of hell was when I poked through the sheetrock and confirmed that, yes, there was no insulation <laughs> behind the walls. So I had to rip the sheetrock out of all the walls and the ceiling and everything so that I could insulate it, and that was very pleasant. Um but not quite as pleasant as when I actually put the sheetrock back up. Because although I do know construction techniques, I am not a professional per se. So uh-huh. when I was going to try and mud, uh-huh. mud the walls, um, that proved to be much more pleasurable than tearing it out. Hmm. <laughs> and of course, I'm being <laughs> extremely prestigious. And when I say pleasure, I'm talking about pure health. Um, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that, there was a time when I was glad that my neighbors aren't too close because I was pounding the walls with my fists and cursing at the drywall mud for being so hard to spread across the walls. And it wasn't uh, – I kind of wish I had caught it on camera, but I think I might also have been really scared to see the footage of the amount of rage I'm capable of. <laughs> wow, I got angry, yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I was, I was really lost in there. Um, yeah. But but uh, other than that, those I just pulled out the two most – the worst part about him was tearing out the drywall. You know, I filled up about 40 bags of old drywall to take to the dump, ripping this stuff out. And, you know, it was just, that was bad. But building it, I mean, it was awesome. Designing it and laying it out, even though I'm working it within a certain confined space, you know, it's not like I was building a brand new building. I was just basically adding a wall in a garage. Um, right. Just being able to, know, the, the one beauty of having to tear out the drywall was like, okay, now I can easily just put, electric wherever I want. You know, there was a 220 sitting in here that I split to two 110s. So I've got three 20 amp circuits in here, which for what I'm doing and the amount of stuff I'm doing here is plenty. Three 20 amp circuits is plenty. Um, right. So I got, I got that. And yeah, being able to just say, okay, I'm gonna put this outlet here because I want these cages here and put this outlet over here because I want this here. And I actually have a Renko thermostat hooked up into the wall, into the electricity and, and powering uh, one of the outlets so that it can turn on the ceiling fan and turn on a radiant filled, uh, a radiant, oil-filled radiant heater below the ceiling fan that clicks on with that Ranko. And I can customize, I can unplug the fan and just have it running all the time if I want without going off the thermostat. And it's all in the wall and everything looks nice. And I got to paint it my favorite color and put it in my own floor. And so it's, it's beautiful. It, as, as much as it was a, a pain in the ass and as much as it's now making me uh, feel like I might not be able to feed my children. Um, it, it was a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> the room is on point. Um, yeah. That's, that's, are, yeah. Are the reptiles moved in yet? Are they? Did you move them in? Yeah, they they are in. Yeah. I I was doing I basically three weeks before Tinley is when we got the keys, and uh, I just went to town bus. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd step a foot on the ground and know that the next step was going to be moving towards a hammer or something of that sort, and because I needed to get it done, get the animals out of the old house over here and uh-huh. completely moved in here and out of the other place before Tinley because there's no way I was going to go to Tinley without having it done. 
Um, so it, ha- it went up pretty quick, and, yeah, all the animals are here and the fans in, and there is one wall I haven't put paint on yet because I still need to hook up the plumbing for the sink. So I've just been going outside and using the hose for, for water right now, but I do have a nice big sink in here that I'm going to hook up soon. And, Dude, um, that's the that best in. thing ever. <laughs> when yep. you get a sink in your reptile room, oh, my God. You don't even know how you survive yeah. without it. Yeah. When when I yeah. uh, moved here and I, I hooked up my reptile room, so, like, I used to live in a, a two-bedroom apartment, and I would have to literally take the stuff that I have to clean to the extra bathroom and use the bathtub. <laughs> and now it's like I have a sink right there. Woohoo! You know, it's like, yes! I thought yeah, I made it. I'm staring at mine right now. I'm looking for, I was doing the same <laughs> thing, carrying a, so all those videos that you watch on, on YouTube, this is why it's blowing my mind, all the things that, all the people I've got to meet and all the awesome things we got to do is like, it, it all stems from starting that YouTube channel. That's for sure. I can say that without a doubt, you know, because pe- people read out, reach out to me and be like, Hey, blah, 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 I saw your video on YouTube. And, and, um, it, I don't know if people realize I was just sitting in, in our closet in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's my studio. Yeah. Yeah. If you see what I'm seeing, and it, not only my studio, but my snake room. That's the studio, the yeah. snake room, and the other half of it is my wife's closet. <laughs> and and what, what you guys are seeing the racks and me sitting there talking, I'm looking at my wife's clothes. When I was watching the videos today, you did a video on making videos, and that's when I realized, you know, because I, I, I did. I thought you had, like, this big room and whatnot, and I was like, holy shit, man. <laughs> I, I I can relate. I had the same thing. Owen used to make fun of me because I had racks to this. I mean, every little square inch in this room was taken up. Yeah, by, all the way up to the ceiling, yeah. Like, yeah. He used to say I was like one of those, uh, you know, old. It was like an old-fashioned library, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you had bins like, stacked all the way up, and you have to be room. like, oh, I need, I need this one, and you have to set up your little ladder, walk up, and you'd be counting the bins. You'd be like, this one, and you pull it down, and you'd show me the snake, and you put it back on the pile. It's like, yeah, yeah. it was like an old-time library where it was like, ah, oh, you need this book, yeah. I wanted to get you one of those ladders that was on a rail that you could like sling, like swing yeah. across your room. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. you moved and I couldn't do it. It was pissed me off. Yeah. Uh, so. Somebody, somebody was talking about that recently. Having a little ladder. You know what? That might have been that might have been you guys. Maybe <laughs> library style ladder. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we really just keep. We really just repeat ourselves numerous times and get through interviews that way. And yeah. So probably oh, that's how six years is possible. You just say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got it. Why the same <laughs> material going uh, on here? Yeah. You're learning. <laughs> we're learning your secrets. You're learning ours. <laughs> learning ours. Yeah. Awesome. You're that's like, I don't really don't want to ask the same. You're like, I don't want to ask the same question every interview. I'm like, that's all we do is ask the same question every interview. But yeah. So. <laughs> hey, you know if it well, works. Yeah. If it ain't if it ain't broke. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a format, you know. It's kind of like a TV. Yeah. You want a, you want a certain format. You want you know this. You got to get through the do. first. Got to get through the first couple questions to set everything up, and then yeah, after that, every interview's tailored. But the first couple questions are always the same. So, yeah, yeah, I can dig it. I can and so it. were the last questions. So. So awesome, I guess where are we at? 
Oh, man, we're at 10.55. See, two hours went quick. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Owen, yeah, no kidding. Owen, so I'll ask this question. I'm going to ask, Go. what's the future for Triple B TV? And then Owen's going to mm-hmm. ask you the closing questions uh, when we close out. But, I mean, okay. where's the future? Well, I mean, being sponsored by Freedom Beer yesterday is going to be – hopefully, I, we don't know where that's at. All we did is we talked – Cause those guys are like, they're like family to me at this point. You know, it's like, I feel like mm-hmm. Wendy's a, an uncle or, or, you know, and uh, Jesse's definitely my brother. You know, I, I went over there for Easter and stuff. So we're, we're on that kind of level, but we didn't, we don't, we haven't figured anything out exactly, but I think that's a big part of the step of where it's going. Cause my goal would be to go around the country, start with and go to like all, everybody's different reptile rooms and meet all the different people and get interviews with everybody that, I think is awesome out there. All the people that I think need to be heard. Um, and that's the future of it is, is traveling around the country. You guys are on the list again. I mean, you guys were there at Timmy, but I need to come to your house. I want to come to your mm-hmm. hotel room and your stomach side. And, uh, Sweet. You know, meet, meet <laughs> people. That's, that's the goal is to be able to do that, travel around and do that um, full time and be able wow. to travel around and, and keep snakes. And, you know, within, within reason, cause I, I want to keep snakes and the, I, I realized that running around the country can't be done 24 seven and keeping snakes at the same time. That doesn't work. Um, yeah. So, so working out some kind of schedule where, you know, maybe I'll leave for a, a few days at a time on these trips or something, you know, working something out like that. Luckily my wife got over her snake here, so she can definitely take care of the, the animals when I'm not around. But um, there's always, there's a kid, there's one other kid in town that sometimes when we both leave town, he, he comes over and takes care of that stuff. So, you know, that's, that's still a side tangent. Future is interviews and visiting reptile rooms all around the country, all around the world, doing stuff with uh, uh, Dave Kaufman is, is going to be a thing coming up here. I think he's, he's definitely invited me to a couple places, and I'm just trying to make it possible that I can do these trips with him and go to Komodo or, again, or go to uh, Australia on a trip he's going on soon. Awesome. Um, yeah, so stuff like that, definitely uh, keeping, keeping snakes, as we have been and just venturing out basically the status quo that's been happening, but on a bigger level, you know, more, more of it, more, more time to do it, you know, instead of having to figure out how I'm funding it, you know, just being able to do it and help spread the, cause it seems like this, this hobby is growing a lot. Maybe it's just because it blew up in my face when I got back from Hawaii, but it seems to me that there's, more people learning about and getting into snakes all the time. And uh, I, I just want to see that continue because as we know, as you all know, I mean, snakes are to the general public. It's like, no, what do you mean you keep a snake? Like we, we the happy place for us, we have all the great community to talk to people about the snakes we keep. But the reality is the majority of the population out there is either afraid of or doesn't want to have anything to do with snakes. And it's simply right. because of a lack of information or, you know, it's, it's ignorance. It's just not knowing what's the truth about them and that they're not really something you need to be that scared of necessarily. Um, and so spreading that around and, and helping more and more people get over their, their fear of it and maybe accepting them a little more and not thinking they're the devil. <laughs> would mm-hmm. be a great, right. Um, agree. So I guess, uh, side product of that traveling around and, and filming stuff and meeting people. That would Very be cool. That would be beneficial. That would be beneficial, I think, to everybody. Well, you're oh you can always come over here and check uh 
my stuff out. It's just, you know, a lot of my stuff will want to bite the camera. Um, and then Eric's got, <laughs> Eric's got all his stuff, but he's got, uh, dachshunds that guard his property. So you got to know, you got to notify him first, you know, yeah. The little you don't want your ankle, dogs, ankle spit. Yeah. Security, you don't want your ankle spit. Good, yeah. Hey, is good. You got to have security. Oh I, yeah. I so. Especially if, I mean, I've got I've got cameras set up and I've got neighbors with guns and stuff that that it, it's it's good to be in a spot where you're secure because I mean that's a, that's a thing you know if somebody mm-hmm. the wrong person finds out the the right thing and about whatever you got going on and it could be a not pretty thing so security is a very real real thing I mean we're laughing about the dogs but I think that's smart <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, right. you can't do anything in Eric's property oh, without said, them knowing. Oh, you said, yeah. You said Doxons. I thought you said Dobermans. <laughs> no, no, they're well, like little Dobermans. They're like Dobermans <laughs> that got their legs cut off. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all that. They're down there. It's 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 just the one you got to watch out for. You know, Ro- you know, Roxy's about the size of your foot, but she'll kill you. So you know, hey, that's, man, if that's, it, you know, an alarm is an alarm. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> so. All right, so now we have the closing questions, and these are meant to make you think and also somewhat torture you. So you've been warned. Oh. Well, anyway, well, maybe I should take my. Maybe let me take my boxes off. Hold on. Okay. All right, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> when you're ready. Anyway, um, so the first one is: What is your next reptile purchase going to be? Oh, um, wow. Uh, purchase. See, <laughs> this is what we were talking I just, about. I just traded. I, I have a, I have a clown, um, 100% clown female that I just traded last night. I wasn't planning to let her go, but a, a buddy of mine had a, a couple of clown. I, I'm really into clown ball pythons. It's like my mm. big thing is clown. I would, I wouldn't be doubting that my next purchase was some form of clown ball python. To be honest. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it's gonna be. I, I can't call it for sure, but if it is, if it's not that, it's going to be an indigo. If it's not some kind of clown ball python, an indigo snake is going to be the next purchase, without a doubt. Cool. All right. So now the next one is if you could work with any species of reptile on the planet without limitations, whether it be by law, by price, or availability, what would it be and why? <sighs> That is a tough question. I mean, well, I'm, I'll say what my even before you finish the uh, the question, Komodo dragon is the immediate thing <laughs> that was the immediate response. Even when you first said what reptile without limitations, Komodo was the first thing that just slapped me right in the face. Those things are just amazing, and in my opinion, smart enough to learn to be you know kept well and treated correctly i think they could be just like dogs almost i mean it'd take a lot of work without a doubt but man those things they've got a level of intelligence for sure when they look at you Uh you can see them thinking they're they're sizing you up when they check you out not just the way that most animals would but like looking at you like there's there's a level of intelligence there that uh, it's something else man komodo dragon i i've heard that as well that like a lot of my friends who work in a zoo setting say that the Komodos are the easiest because it's one of the only big reptiles you can like shift in and out because it knows what happens when the door opens. You know, half the other time the lizards are staring at you, going, "I, what? I don't know what you want." It's like so. 
I definitely understand that they are a very intelligent uh, lizard. So that's cool. You're probably, I think Komodo is one of the popular answers. Everybody wants one of them. So yeah, I, I, my, they're also impressive. I mean, they're also yeah. very unattainable. I think why it's a very popular answer. But my reason, I, I don't even keep any lizards right now. I mean, that's mainly oh, the fact that, that I don't have time to yeah. give them the, the attention that they would need, in my opinion. I think that lizards need much more. If you're going to oh, work dear. with them like you work with snakes, they need much more work. You need to you give correct. them much more time. So uh, I, I just don't, I don't keep lizards for that reason because I just don't feel I have the time, and it wouldn't be fair to the, the animals because they need more attention, I think. And so that's another reason. The Komodo, I, I know it would take a big chunk of time, and that's why it's mm. a dream species. If there were no limitations, Komodo dragon, that's my final answer. <laughs> awesome. So now the next one's going to be a little tougher because you've actually checked a few things off your list of, uh, of travel. So if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? And if you went herping, what would you be hoping to find? Well, again, for some reason, something popped. I'd never even thought of this, but even before you finish your question, I, I want to go, I want to document sea snakes. Oh, uh, cool. All right. I, I'd never even thought of that until you, like, again, same thing with the Komodo answer. Like, that popped into my head while you were still at the first piece, uh, words of that, that question. Uh, sea snake would be something. I'm not, I'm not even sure. I think they're all over the ocean. Um, so, yeah. But, but, I'd, but not just, like, go document. You know, I want to go into the ocean and, like, scuba and document them with an underwater camera. Like, that. that would be sweet i would love to do that there's so many things i could think of that would be awesome but for some reason that one just popped i've never even thought about that until you you started asking that question and i was like yeah sea snake well be awesome it's a unique answer because no one's ever said i'd like to travel to the ocean (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's like you know (laughs) it's usually some sort of landmass but that's a good one i didn't even think about that one I Very like cool. that answer. Yeah. Neither did I until you started asking that question. Honestly, That's like, so <laughs> cool, though. All right. Um, so, now, Brian, if you want to toss out any kind of contact information, uh, any kind of link, uh, or where people can go to try to find uh, Triple B TV, uh, phone number, whatever you want to toss out here, any way that anybody can get in contact with you if you have any questions, if they want to talk snakes, if they want to try to, I don't know, pick your brain about YouTube channels? Like, how would people get in touch with you? Well, I'm, I'm going to be uh, going live here on YouTube right after I get off the phone with you guys. So, <laughs> Triple, B, Triple B TV. I usually do a Tuesday. It's funny that you guys do a thing every Tuesday because uh, although my subscribers will test you that I've been kind of slacking a little bit lately, but I, I do <laughs> tend to do a Tuesday live stream right around 8 o'clock on my uh, oh, cool. Triple B TV, which can be found nice. at YouTube.com. YouTube.com slash triple B TV. And uh, yeah, live stream usually happens at eight o'clock Pacific time there um, when it does happen, <laughs> Not as <laughs> as does, but I will be coming, coming up, coming up quickly. I'll be more consistent with that. Um, and of course that's the YouTube channel. And then there's the vlog thing. If you want to see what it's like to actually live a life of somebody who's trying to do what I'm doing and some of the struggles and challenges you come up with, or maybe even, I'll warn you now. There might be a little bit of crack. I might be in the shot. Not, 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 not cocaine, but uh, <laughs> after, after. 
<laughs> I keep that opportunity TV. That was when I there you go. one of the deciding factors. Like, if you, you don't want to see my crack, then maybe just stick to Triple B TV. Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, Facebook, of course, I, I, is the easiest way to get a hold of me, Facebook Messenger and stuff. I, I chat with people there every day. People are always reaching out and talking about this and that. And I'm on Instagram as well, at Brian Cusco, though I, messaging me there is not the way to get the fastest response, but I do put up pictures, and um, there's a Facebook group called Positive Pythons that several people are familiar with now, I think, um, and that's a good spot to go if you want to join the community we're trying to build. There's actually something that uh, it was Jay Brewer's idea to start this thing, and I kind of helped him come up with the name, and we started it, and the goal is to welcome all types of Python keepers, whether you're a beginner, whether you've been doing it your entire life, whether you keep retics, whether you keep a ball Python, um, that's a good spot. And we're, it's been working out pretty well. There's just like with any big group of community, I think we're at like approaching 8,000 members now, but it's pretty impressive how well people are, are doing there and getting along. There's been a couple of times when I've had to be, you know, the whole online thing. I was like, guys, the goal here is to like, to not bicker and argue about everything. That's like the purpose of this group is just to exchange ideas in a way that is cohesive of any kind of, you know, successful society. And it's mm-hmm. been working. I haven't had to step in as an admin of that group for like a month almost, which is almost unheard of in a lot of these reptile um, groups, I think. Because it's usually, I, I don't know, it's, it's working. Uh, I hope it keeps going along that path because, that's the goal of the internet is to have successful communication with your fellow members of your community. So that's, that's the goal of this group. That's the main focus. It's not, it's, that is the, like the main focus is meet people, talk, exchange ideas, don't tear each other apart. That is absolutely unacceptable. And uh, that's the goal of the group. So that's another good spot. That's uh, cool. that's everything I've got. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to check out what's going on, we want to see the snake room right now. As soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to go live on YouTube like five minutes after we, we hang up the phone here so you can get a little sneak peek at the, the room that nobody else has really seen yet. Cool. All right. <laughs> well, we'll have to jump off uh, quick. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, man, thanks for uh, coming on and hanging out with us and uh, appreciate it. And, uh, you know, anytime, yeah, man. Thank you guys, man. Whenever thank you want to come back. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Open uh, invite. Well, gentlemen. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, I'm going to be, like I said, as soon as I get my feet back underneath me here from setting up this place, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the road and start checking some people out. And I definitely need to come to the East coast. So cool. Definitely come around to, come around to our carpet fest. It's usually around early June. So you can come hit that too at the same time. Might as well get enough, uh, uh, all the bank for your buck mm-hmm. coming over here. Sure. Hey, if everything if everything goes on the track that it's been headed on this past little while, then that's definitely going to be a, a strong possibility. I'm not going to say yes, I'm going to be there for sure because I never say yes, I'm going to be there for sure if I don't. Yeah, definitely. Sure <laughs> but if everything keeps going the way it is right now, then I, I will be there. Cool. cool. Very cool. All right, man. All right, gentlemen. It was a pleasure, and I, I look forward to talking to you again. Yep. Yeah, we'll talk to Thanks, you soon. Thanks, man. All right. Y'all have a good night. You too. Later, guys. See. You. All right. Very cool. All right. Uh, so, uh, I guess we'll real quick we'll wrap it up, and um, uh, yeah. So next week, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was cool, man. I, I feel good, you know? I feel good after uh, a conversation <laughs> You're like more that. Refreshed. Yeah. I, I, I like the positive vibe, man. I just I just do. I I, just, I, I dig it. Uh anyway, um next week is uh who is Justin. next week? Oh, Justin. No, no, he's not next no? week. Nope. No. No, sir. No, no. Silly um, Owen thinking he knows what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> what the Here we quiet go. you. Yeah. Uh, uh Colin from Brew City Reptiles. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. Not Justin. Yeah. Got it. Justin so, uh, the week after. Yes. Yes. Ha. Actually, right. actually on Halloween. We're gonna be talking to Yeah, I know. Uh, and the new uh Green Tree Python book. I'm halfway have, through it. I'm a, I'm going to eat some candy, so I'm sugar high that entire time. <laughs> nice. I haven't had any chocolate Tell me about months. I'm Tell me about fucking out of my freaking mind. <laughs> Jim's going to be dipping into the pumpkin. I hear they live in trees. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be dipping into the pumpkin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the peanut butter exactly. cups. Get out of there, Dad. A classic, a classic episode. The doorbell will be yeah. ringing. The dog will be going crazy. Yeah, it'll be a great episode. Yeah, we got some uh, some cool shows coming up. Uh, we were supposed to do the Diamond Python Roundtable, but uh, unfortunately, Greg had some scheduling conflicts and uh, he wasn't able to make it. But no worries, we'll squeeze that in at some point. Probably not until right. next year. But uh, right. we got Colin next week. We got Justin. We got Casper uh, coming Yay. up in the beginning of November. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ryan from the Ivory Connection. We're going to be talking retics and berms. Nice. Um, probably the 21st, we're going to be doing uh, our yearly breeding season episode. I don't know if we're going to have a couple people on or maybe just you and me. I'm not sure. Um, who else we got? Garrett Hartle, um, Reach Out Reptiles. Uh, we're going to be talking to him. Uh, he's he's done. He lived in Indo for a year, so that should be Damn. pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. um, right around when Star Wars comes out, Owen's going to be taking. I'm off gone. I'm today. out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not I'm sure out. when the date. I think I might have screwed this up, man. I might have to flip. Don't it worry off. about it. If you mess uh, it up and I have to sit through an IJ show, I'm be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an IJ roundtable. Uh, I got to get that together, and then uh, Scott. Uh, you know, he goes by Scott Chenny. I, um, uh, jungle carpets, uh, and then the holiday show and then we're out. Nice. Uh, End of the season until 2018. We've returned with a, with a bang, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the lineup. Uh, and, uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, so for, uh, just so everybody knows in the show description, I put all the links to Triple B TV and and all that stuff, so you can follow the links and it'll take you to uh, to what he's got, uh, what Brian has going on. Um, what else? So uh, for us, uh, MoreliaPythonRadio dot com is our website. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at info at MoreliaPythonRadio dot com. Um, I still have calendars available. Uh, Fifteen dollars shipped. Um, in the U.S., uh, $20 shipped outside the U.S. Uh, if you're interested, just hit me up and uh, we'll hook it up. Um, what else? As far as me, ebmorelia.com. 
And my email is eric at ebmoralia.com. So that's all I got. Cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com, check out all the stuff we got going on there. I have the breeding season for the 2018 laid out, but I am been lazy and not put it on the website yet. So it's coming. I promise it'll get there eventually. So preferably before the season starts, but that's all laid out. We all that stuff going. I will not be vending this weekend at the Hamburg reptile show, but I will be attending. So if you want, I'm already meeting a few people up there to drop off animals. Uh, let me know. We can totally do that. Uh, we also do still have some t-shirts available with the rogue reptile logo on them. Uh, unfortunately I only have smalls and mediums. So if you have, if you can wear a smaller medium and you want a t-shirt, let me know. Uh, they are $10 plus shipping. So that's all I got. And that's all we have for you guys tonight. So we will say thank you all for listening. And we're going to catch you all back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.